welcome to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I figured out, finally, after 108 episodes, I figured out what the show is. What is it? It's Sarantia Loves Insane Stuff and Asterios Loves Sarantia. Yeah, Sarantia's fucking nuts. Yeah, exactly. Sarantia's nuts. She's like, hey, I found out about this guy who paid a guy to do something in a car and he's suing <laughs> sex workers. Like, hey, I found out about a weird factory that makes like knockoff bags. Like, but you, like you're always finding weird. I found out about a new drug that says it'll grow your whatever. Like, I love it. Laura, what he's referring to is this gentleman named Russell Greer. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not getting into it. Let's just move on. But I but listeners, I think that's what the show is. It's taken a while, but it's just like, whatever this girl likes, I'm into it. Cause she likes it so much. And I like her so much. And I like you. What are we talking about on the show today? <laughs> I gotta call for fucking jury duty. You motherfuckers, this is why I always say don't vote, because that's where they pull from jury duty. That's where they pull the jurors from, is the pool of registered voters. Mm -hmm. You say, two fucking months after I registered a vote for the first time, I get called for fucking jury duty. I hate you, government. Okay, you got popped for jury duty. Happens to us all. Now, normally what we do is we just write a thing that says, like, I can't get out of work. I got to take care of my kids. Can I postpone this until shit's a little bit better? I'm guessing you did that and, I don't know, it got kicked to like next year or something? No, they spited me and I have to go in for fucking jury duty next week. I'm so goddamn mad. It's at 8 o'clock in the fucking morning and it's like a 45 minute drive away. I'm so fucking mad. I don't want to do this. I'm dicking over somebody's life. I don't care. God, why didn't I say I hate cops? So if you've never been called for jury duty before, you have to fill out a questionnaire beforehand where they ask you like do you have any uh, relatives that are a police officer do you are are you a, uh, the ceo of antifa <laughs> have you ever thrown a molotov cocktail at someone and i filled it out and i wrote one of the questions Asterios has a lot of problems with the way i filled this out so i don't want to go to jury duty because it's at 8 a.m in the morning it's pain in the ass i have to drive like an hour to get to the goddamn courthouse so they ask you, do you have any implicit prejudices we should know about? So I wrote, I am a racist. <laughs> and they still called me for jury duty. What the fuck is that? You see the mistake you made? No. You really don't see the mistake you made? No. <laughs> Fox News is built like an empire on crypto racism. You can't just go out there and, be, and say, I am a racist. You have to say <laughs> things like... Hmm, emigration from this one particular country seems to have a increase in this one kind of crime rate. Hmm, hmm. You gotta be like all sneaky about your racism. Real racists are sneaky about it. They, they go like, I don't know about this rap music. They don't go like, I don't like black people. They go like, hmm, the values in rap music aren't great. It's like you gotta separate your racism by a degree or two. Oh man, why the fuck did I not say I hate cops? That would have worked so well. That you could have just time. gotten away with. That you could straight up in 2020, you could have just said, I don't like cops. I've had bad experiences with the cops. That's it. Because at this point, everyone's had bad experiences <laughs> with the cops. So no one's going to dig any deeper. You just said, quote, 
I am a racist. I just want to make sure I got this right. Yes, I just wrote down. I answered everything else completely honestly that I wrote down. I am a racist. Under impli- Do you have any implicit biases that we should know about? So I guess the perpetrator is a fucking white person. Because why the fuck else would you call me after I wrote that? You got called for spite. The judge is going to make a fool out of you in the courtroom. The judge is going to go like, uh, 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 Miss Santana, I see here, lady, in uh, a section five, a subsection four, you wrote a, I am a racist. Uh, you're not telling us who you're racist against. Uh, yes, Asians. Uh, as Judge Chin Ho, I find you guilty of being a bastard. <laughs> oh, wow, Judge, this is a very multicultural courtroom. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, by the way, I'm in a wheelchair, too. And then he, like, rolls out. He's in a wheelchair, too. And also, I'm trans. And also, I'm trans. Oh, my God. You can't just say I'm a racist. You have to say, I get nervous in urban neighborhoods. Huh? What does that mean? That's trying too hard. Oh, nothing could be trying harder than just saying, quote, I'm a racist. That's the most trying hard. Isn't there, okay, so I've never gone, have you gone to jury duty before? Yes. When you go, isn't there, like, the first meeting, the other lawyers get to be like, where do you work? I work at a gas station. Okay, well, this crime took place at a gas station. We don't want you. <laughs> yes, there is a jury selection process where, like, I don't know, at least in L.A. when I did it, like, the like the lawyers get three strikes. You can just, like, dismiss three people for no reason at all. Like, you don't even have to say why. So when I got called for jury duty, what I did was I said, I've had terrible experiences both as the victim of crime and with the police. <laughs> I have terrible I sa- experiences with many crimes and criminals. And the police, though. I said, like, one time the cops pulled me over and uh, I got out of the car. They asked me to get out of the car. They immediately had their hands on the gun for no good reason. I was like a chubby little 23-year-old wearing, like, a Mega Man t-shirt. I had a big beard of glasses. There was no reason to, like, immediately. And I even asked. I said, like, why do you have your hand on your gun? And the other cop went. Would you mind stepping back for a little bit? So, like, the first cop could tell the second cop that the kid that has a pull box at the at the comic book store isn't about to pull a 187 in the middle of the 7-Eleven parking lot. But then it was also, like, my parents owned a deli and shoplifting was a big deal and it cost us a lot of money when people shoplifted. And... I laid out such a good case why I'd be biased against everybody that I was immediately dismissed. See, I feel like it would have just been much easier to go in there and say, fucking Mexicans, am I right? You're gonna get held in contempt. How could I possibly get held in contempt for telling the truth? Because what you're doing, do you know what contempt is? No. Okay. When you clearly have contempt for the judicial system, Everyone's time. <laughs> like, the, the, the concept of the courts themselves, you can be held in contempt. And it's like, I can't think of anything more contemptuous than going in there and talking about how you, quote, hate Mexicans because you, quote, don't want to serve on jury duty. How could you ever prove that I don't hate Mexicans? Like, I can't, can't prove that you don't hate Mexicans. You can't prove a negative. That's literally impossible. You're saying it with a smile and your eyes are lighting up when you're saying it. And you clearly love Mexicans. <laughs> you're clearly just saying this to get a rise out of people, you little fourth channeler. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
how are you going to deal with this? A real honest role play right now. Okay, I okay? have a few separate strategies. Real quick. Uh, Miss Santana, I see here that you wrote, I am a racist as a reason why you couldn't <laughs> serve your civic. Uh, you're laughing. Contempt. <laughs> See, okay. this is why I'm trying to actually, I am trying to actually help you here. Okay, let's try again. All right, all right. And three, two, one. Miss Santana, uh, I see her. You're, you're laughing? What are you laughing at? Now you got me going. Now you got me going. La- okay, fine. All right, ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Miss Santana, I see here you wrote. You can't stop. No. Get the giggles out now because if you laugh at the judge. They have a jail at the courthouse for little fortuners like you. You got... I have a disease. I can't stop laughing because I have a disease. Pit, you know what? Then this is a good good place to start. The moment the judge starts talking, you start pinching yourself. Stab yourself with a pen. Here's a pen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a... I can't... This is a medical condition. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. And three, two, one. I can't stop laughing. You're not stabbing. Start stabbing yourself. I'm stabbing myself. God damn it. You're going to jail. You're going to jail. Look, we have a replacement rancher for situations like this. Nico, by the way, Nico, you did such a good job on last week's episode. Thank you so much. I'm terribly sick. Yeah, you look pretty good for a dead bitch. Yeah. I'm going to. Okay, we're going to try one more time. Okay. Take a deep breath. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have to be wearing my mask. This is a good. This is a good one. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Miss Santana. Yes. I see here you wrote a- as reasons why you can't serve your civic duty. I am a racist. That is correct. You're a racist. Yes. Who are you racist against? Um, I've really been edu- I've really been educating myself these past couple of months about the horrific crimes that white people have committed on behalf of their ancestors, and so I would say that I could not give a white person, a white defendant, a fair strike at justice. Also, look at my last name. <laughs> Do I sound like a white person? Miss Santana, please. This is not an open mic forum. I apologize. You, this is not a comedy podcast where you're being recorded and paid sums of money to produce humor i I apologize i do have a disease oh really what what disease is that end-stage renal failure (laughs) causes me to laugh excessively is your disease funny to you okay cause you to laugh cause you to laugh because i am white (laughs) so if the if the bench were to request proof of this medical condition you could provide it because i'd like to remind you you are under oath no because that violates the nap do you mean hipaa no, the NAP. What is the NAP? It's the non-aggression principle, and as I am a minarchist, that means that I can legally beat you to death with a bat. 30 days in county jail. <laughs> damn it! You're gonna get 30 days in county jail? <laughs> you can't just go in there! All right, that white person stuff was working. Is <laughs> that good? That white person stuff was working really well. You might want to throw in, I understand that I may appear Caucasian. However, I feel like the fact that I know white privilege makes it even harder for me to mete out justice to one of my fellow, quote, white criminals. <laughs> my fellow crackers. Yes, yes, perfect, 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 perfect. 
I've only had really good experiences with police. Uh huh. Oh wow, a hot white girl only having good experiences with police? What shocking, but no, true. No, I'm not saying that's a normal experience. No, that's not true. I have only had good experiences when I've gotten pulled over. Every other interaction with police has been a fucking nightmare for me. But I have a very specific memory of I was 16 and I was driving home and I got pulled over for speeding. I had no idea what to do and I was shitting my pants of course because I'm a 16 year old just got their license. And he, the officer takes my insurance and shit and goes back to his car and he's taking a little bit of time. So I got out of the car and went to his police car and he just said, miss, get back in the car. I was like, oh wow, if I was black I would definitely have died (laughs) during that. Just want, to, just want to be clear. What counts as a bad experience uh, with the police with you is being firmly yet politely asked to return to your vehicle. No, what counts as a bad experience with the police with me is getting handcuffed in my own fucking house and have an officer scream at me and them sending another officer who only speaks Spanish. Like, motherfucker, I'm speaking English to you. I speak all of the English. Okay, but to be fair, in that one particular situation, there was a criminal in your house and there was stolen property but i was not the criminal what are they supposed what what was the you okay granted you weren't the criminal but there were three people in the house one out of three ain't bad that's a that's pretty good odds that you cuffed the right guy yeah, they would like they should have showed me that fucking search warrant before they invited themselves into my house. You don't need to show a teenager a search warrant. You need to show a teenager to the back of your nightstick. We'll be right back <laughs> after this with more of the loudest podcast. I'm questioning every single word that comes out of my mouth now. I will never speak again. It's gonna be real bad for the podcast. This is going to be terrible for the podcast because we know what happens when you're not speaking on it. Oh. No one's listening to it. <laughs> you guys did an awful job. It was real. Terrible. It was real bad. Cataclysmically bad. Like and, and we have ending. to pay them too. We have to pay them all for doing a bad job. Yeah. Oh, so this is so the very few replacement ranch interviews that are worth listening to. Very few. We will play the best of them at the end of each episode for the next couple of weeks. After the music, you know, and whatever, and after I say the goodbye credits, we'll, we'll include a little bonus uh, replacement rancher interview at the very end. And that's how you'll hear it. But this one guy was great. This one guy talked about how he shits like an eagle. Oh, boy. I can't wait to tell you about shitting like an eagle. Wait, I'm sorry. What? No, go on. Did you? No. No, no, no. Why do you have a shits like an eagle story ready to go? You seem to have some kind of shits like an eagle story in the chamber. Like, did I just, like, I feel like this is a Manchurian candidate and I just said your code, your activation phrase. Why are you knocking on wood? Hi, sir. I would like to introduce you to the gospel of squat shitting. (laughs) Do you have a second to talk about how I can improve your life 100%? I don't... Let me tell you... What is happening right now? I feel like I'm in a Chinese airport asking for tamps. What's going on? Audience, I am going to change your life right now. Hi, my name's Saraja, and I'm about to blow your fucking world and your asshole open (laughs) simultaneously. Indonesia is a great place to get back in touch with your religion. And by that, I mean it's a great place to go eat some water microbes and then pray for the mercy of God as you shit your lower intestine out (laughs) in the middle of the forest. So I had an experience where I was staying. I fucked up my Airbnb reservations, right? So the one day I booked a space 
in between. Like I ended my reservation one place a day too early and I had to go on Hotwire and just book a quick hotel. So I book a $20 <laughs> stay, which is one of the cheaper ones, at some place. But it did still have a pool, which was nice. That's awesome. And when I got there, the toilet in the bathroom was simply a hole in the ground. <laughs> is this exaggeration? No. Did the hole go somewhere? Was it like an outhouse? Was there an outhouse on the inside? Was it an in-house? Do you know when you were in high school how you would have stalls yes. in your bathroom? Yes. Inside of my hotel room, there is a bed and a curtain type okay. of thing, like one might see in a hospital. Sure. And when you open that curtain, there were two stalls. Okay. And one stall was a pretty standard looking shower. Okay. Besides the fact that there's no hot water in any of them. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I got ice baths. Almost 50% of the time that Don't I was there. Don't scare our Chinese listeners. <laughs> That's why I got so sick. <laughs> Possibly. And then the other one, you open the stall, and instead of being a toilet there, it was just a hole, you pipe, and you could press a button, and it would open, and then water would come out the sides and take your poo-poos down away. Okay. It wasn't like a big dirt hole like in the Middle Ages. No, it was not like a well. Okay. It was like an advanced hole for you to shit in. It, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like, do you know how like there's a cereal called Oops All Berries? Yeah. It sounds like it was a cereal called like Everything But The Bowl. Oops where, No Toilet. Yeah, Oops No Toilet, where it's just like, <laughs> it's everything you need except the toilet part. Because if you think about it, there is a big hole in our bathroom right now. We're just dressing it up with a toilet on the top. It's true. It's a deconstructed toilet. There you go. It was a... What's that word for like the simplification thing they do? It's like that art style. Minimalism. It was, yeah, minimalist toilet. <laughs> minimalist toilet. So let me tell you, Stereos and listeners, I have had diarrhea for 21 consecutive days. Do you know how long a consecutive is? It means one right after the motherfucking other. <laughs> I did try to warn you that this would happen. You went to Indonesia so pumped to get diarrhea. You were like, I'm going to go over there and get something called Bali Belly. Oh, did I get Bali Belly? And I kept telling you, Siraj is like, I'm real pumped to go to this one place that sells one cent ramen. And I'm like, hey, why don't you spend two cents to not get diarrhea. <laughs> I went. It was great. I had like six bowls. Why didn't you spend two <laughs> cents to not get diarrhea? Is this a thing for you where you're like, I want to get diarrhea to lose weight? You know how there's that there's that urban legend of the people who are called bug chasers? Oh, that's AIDS, isn't it? <laughs> well, we don't need to get super specific, but there's, an urban, legend, there's an urban legend of people who are like, they want to collect AIDS. Much like Pokemon, they want to collect every STD. They've got to contract them all. I feel like you were like that with this diarrhea. Like you were like hyped for this. You were hyped for the D. So let me tell you. I, here's what I think is going on. Here's what I think happened. Okay. So you know how women say that having a child is incredibly painful? Yeah. Like so painful, like the worst pain you could ever experience. Yeah. Yet they go on to have multiple ones of them. The reason that they do that is because as your memory leaves as as time interjects itself in your life you forget just how painful having that fucking first kid was and then you think oh i survived it'll be fine and then you have another kid and it's like oh shit this is not fine 
I think that's what happened. I very rarely get sick. Can you back me up on that? You don't. I am almost never sick. Yes. My immune system, I got a fucking stomach made of lead and a heart made of glass. <laughs> am very rarely sick so i think i have forgotten just how painful diarrhea can like stomach viruses can be so i get there and i'm just eating up and for most of the time it was fine let me tell you what bolly belly is bolly belly is going to the bathroom taking a shit going to lay back down to bed and then immediately needing to be like i need to get up right now <laughs> seconds I had this experience when I was at the hotel. I had this similar experience. I'm like, okay, well, my God isn't here to protect me. I'm going to have to squat. And I squatted. And Asterios, it changed my fucking life. It changed my fucking life. I will never go back to sit squatting. I am team squatty potty all the way now. I am team sit on the rim of your toilet like a fucking crow on an electrical wire and shit like a beautiful, proud, bald eagle. Because let me tell you, you will be cleaner than a fucking glacier in Antarctica when you are done. I squatted and I could feel, it felt like my intestines were going to exit my body. I was like, Oh my God, I am getting poops out that I didn't even know existed inside of me. <laughs> this is exactly what the replacement rancher said. Really? The replacement rancher came on, and I, I guess we'll play this interview at the end, but this guy was like, I put my feet flat on the toilet seat, and I, and I, I hold on to the sink with one hand and my knees with the other, <laughs> and I squat over my own toilet like an eagle just perch you gotta perch like a bird like it's like doing a cannonball but into your toilet yes and but the splash is all the shit falling out of your body cannonballing into the ball and he's screaming at me about squat shitting i guess he was a pretty good replacement rancher dude you have to try it listeners every one of you just try it just one no one will even need to know you know what no one will watches you in the bathroom just do it you, you have literally what? nothing to lose you know what we've got to take a break i actually do have to use the facilities i'll go try this we'll be right back i'll tell i'll tell the truth about it I want to hear your experience. Okay. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. How was your experience? I get it now. You do? I get it now. I get it. I get it. I now know why you were excited to talk about it and that weirdo was excited to talk about it. It was like a soft serve ice cream machine. The moment I squatted, it was like the handle inside me was pulled. Your colon it, was like, this is how it's supposed to be. Exactly. My colon opened up like a camera aperture. Like the Bombay doors were opened and the Enola Gay of shits came out of my body. <laughs> I, this is the first, this is the first thought I had. All right. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to squat on this thing. And my first instinct was to squat on the toilet seat but then i was like but i'm gonna break the toilet seat so sriracha screamed uh just lift the toilet seat and just squat on the rim and i'm like oh okay duh i'm stupid so i squat on the rim the moment i reach the squatting position the sequence begins a torrent a torrent (laughs) and i was just like whoa because i'm used to having to wait a couple of minutes for the night watchman inside my body to wake up and like start ringing the bell, start ringing that dinner bell. 
sequence imme immediately starts. And I look down and I don't even realize that like a deposit is being made. And it was also a long, uninterrupted sequence, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean, buddy. And But then I'm worrying like, oh no, is this going to like hit the water with max force? And am I going to get kind of like caught in the splash zone, so to speak? Like, is Shamu going to get me? You know what I mean? Like, you don't sit in the front row of a Gallagher show. That's the splash zone when it gets at the sledge -abatic. But no, the leaving was so perfect, it just kissed the water and just kept going down just like a calm diver just going to the bottom of the pool to pick up a shiny penny. Like, have you ever seen uh, them at the Olympics do the dives? Yeah. And there's like no splash there's no... when they enter. Yes. That's what it was like. And I'm not kidding. I heard this little sound when it broke through the meniscus of the water. And broke is a very violent word. Mm -hmm. When it gently, it, it was a lot like, it, it sounded like this, like, gross. Oh, I'm gross? Yeah. I'm gross. Don't you feel like you're reborn, though? I'm gross. <laughs> you're the one who made me do this. I didn't make you do anything. You. I'm telling you, audience, just once. Just try it one single time. I'm gross. <laughs> me. I'm trying to pay fealty to a religious experience I just had, and I don't appreciate you calling it gross. It was beautiful. A religious experience, huh? You know what's gross? What? Every moment of my life before this was gross. Oh, yeah. I am reborn. I'm telling you, it is the new religion. Just try it. Just one time and write me your experience. I'm not going back. I'm not going back either. I will destroy an unlimited number of toilet bowls. Here's what I'm doing right after this show. <laughs> I'm ripping out the toilet seat with my bare hands on live on camera. Do it. I'm throwing it away. It is the shackles around your butt that stop your ass from reaching its full potential fucking, or poop potential. Fucking white people. Am I right? You go to Indonesia to do your little eat, pray, love thing, but you should call it eat, poop, poop. Eat, squat, poop. <laughs> you had to go to the East to enlighten the West. Have you considered public speaking about this? True. I'm like fucking Marco Polo now. Yes. You're Marco Polo. <laughs> I'm Marco. Get rid of the bolo. <laughs> I'm getting rid of that toilet seat. I'm telling you right now. I thought the toilet seat was holding me on the toilet, but it was holding me back from the toilet. Your full potential. The full potential of your colon. My full poop potential, yes. Thank you, Sriracha. You're welcome. Once again, a white person has taken a trip <laughs> and come back with important knowledge that she can just bore her friends and Instagram followers with, only this time it's good for some reason. It's the best. I don't want to go back and... Keep going. I think you have diarrhea now. Do I have diarrhea or am I getting diarrheal with myself for the first time or ever? Do I have live area? Because I feel truly, my bowels feel truly alive. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm taking another break. We'll be right back after. Oh, I want to get back in there. I'm getting back in there. So we thought, you know, to celebrate that we have over a quarter of a million downloads, we'd bring back some of our favorite bits 
from the past. And uh, one of the bits that I really like is playing Funko or Faco. Oh, fuck yeah. Because then I just get to spend hours like reading about Funko Pops as like research. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me that you've been staring at them for so long that you think they're cool now. The BoJack Horseman Funkos? I was like, oh, I kind of want these. No, fuck off. It's serious. You can't do that. That's like they did studies on this. Okay. Like the more you see something or a product, the more uh, your brain will want to buy it. That's why those fucking advertisements stalk you around the Internet. Those ad sense that you ever been looking at something and then it just appears on every fucking website you go on. Yeah. You've had that happen to you. I haven't because I'm VPN pill now. All these fucking cookies think I'm in the United Kingdom now. So I keep getting ads for like, oh, Jeremy's chip shop. Oh, come on in, governor. And it's like, I will never go there. But I do kind of want to go there, actually. I I mean, I kind of want to go to Jeremy's chip shop. But anyway, let's talk about some Funko Pops. All right. Funko or Faco? Sriracha, it is your job to determine whether... The Funko Pop I tell you about is a real Funko Pop or one that I made up. Okay. Uh, Let's start with the category musicians who have tragically died. Oh, yay. Jim Morrison Funko Pop. Funko or Faco? Funko. Wrong! It's a Faco! There is no Jim Morrison Funko Pop. Sorry, (laughs) fans of the Lizard King. Can't have a cute little Lizard King on your desk. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Funko or Faco? I personally believe that a lot of these sound like they could. Is it bad that I, my first thought is all of these are going to be real because I could totally see Funko whoring themselves out from dead people. I'm going to go real. Yeah, that's a Funko. You can absolutely buy Lisa Left Eye Lopez. I mean, the reason why a lot of these are going to be real is that well, they're not around to say no anymore. Do you think Lisa Left Eye Lopez's kids or nieces or whoever controls the Lopez Foundation? Like, yeah, sure, we'll take some of our dead aunt's money. <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Absolutely real. Yes, that is a Funko. Yes. yes. I, I personally knew that one because I saw something on Reddit at one point. It was like, I'm going to put my biggie and my two-pack Funko Pops together. I was like, I hate the internet. We need to go back. Mac Miller. Funko Pop. Oh, oh, I don't know, because he died of a heroin overdose, I think. I think that's a little too far, even for the funk. I'm going to say no to Mac Miller Funko Pop. Faco. There yes! is no Mac Miller Funko Pop yet. Tweet at Funko Pop on Twitter. Let's get Mac Miller. <laughs> Come but- with a hypodermic needle. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the, there are a lot of musicians who overdosed, and there's Funko Pops of them. Like, didn't Jimi Hendrix overdose? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, you can buy Jimi Hendrix Funko Pop. (laughs) But finally, though, and again, speaking of someone who died of substance abuse, Amy Winehouse, Funko or Faco? Oh, that's got to be real. That's right. There is an Amy Winehouse (laughs) Funko Pop. All right. Now let's go to our next category, musicians who have tragically not died. (laughs) Adam Levine from Maroon 5. (laughs) Oh, my God. Funko or Faco? Ah, this is tough. This is a good one. I don't think that's going to be real because I don't think anybody gives a shit enough about Adam Levine in 2021, so I'm going to say Faco. You don't think people give enough of a shit about the host of The Voice? He hosts The Voice? Yeah, he's one of the guys in that chair. Oh, no. Well, you were right. It's Faco. There is no Adam Levine Funko Pop. You're doing great. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Oh, wait. Do I win a prize if I get a certain percentage of these right? You know what? 
Yeah, sure. If you get more than half of them right, I'll Venmo you 10 bucks. Woo, okay. All right, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182, Funko or Faco? Well, okay. Well, I don't know who that is, but I know Blink-182 is the band that put their album non-consensually on everybody. Or was that Coldplay? I don't remember. That was cold. That was you too, actually. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, Nico would be so upset with me. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're doing DSJ tonight. We watched uh, We watched a Promising Young Woman. Nico is very mad at it, and I'm afraid to tell her this, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> A lot of people like that movie. I think Nico <laughs> hates that movie because a lot of people like that movie. She's a she's a punk rock contrarian. Yeah, that's true. She's the type of woman that listens to music that I think is objectively bad. Well, you just don't like music. I don't like music. Isn't that embarrassing? Anyways, I'm going to say yes to Blink-182 guy. Correct. There is Fuck, a Mark yeah. Hoppus Blink-182 Funko, but is there a Travis Barker from Blink-182 <laughs> Funko? Uh, is that the drummer? I don't know. I'm going to say no. There is a Travis Barker Funko. No, I was doing so well. So there's a Mark Hoppus Funko. There's a Travis Barker Funko. Now let's see if some of the tertiary members of Blink-182 are in there. Is there a Tom DeLonge Funko Pop? Who is Tom? Is he like a backup singer? Would it matter if you knew he played rhythm guitar? You don't know who this band is. Yeah, yeah. There's a. There yeah. is no Tom DeLonge fake. <laughs> That's a fake no. There's also no Matt Skiba, and there's no Scott Rayner. All right, let's move on to play sets. They wanted to make little locations that you could put your Funko Pop in. So, uh, so let me picture this one first. BoJack Horseman's Pool which does not come with BoJack Horseman. Is that a Funko or a Faco? Oh, fuck. This is hard. This is going to be the hardest category for me because I have literally never seen one of these and I don't know if you're just making this shit up. No, you got to be a real addict to buy a little Funko Pop like a Funko Pop break room for your Funko Pop the office figures. Yeah, oh, fuck. I'm going to say no to BoJack's pool. You're absolutely right. Fuck, that was yeah. a Faco, but... For bonus points, can you name all five BoJack Funkos? Yes, I think I can. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Princess Caroline. Yes. BoJack. Yes. Diane. Yes. Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. Oh, so I got four of them already? Yes. Okay. Oh, fuck. The last one. Todd. Yes. Oh, fuck my God. Yeah! You got them all. I'm telling you, when you see these Funko Pops, you're going to freak I out. I don't want any Funko Pops in this fucking household. All right. Hagrid's house, which does not come with a Hagrid Funko Pop. It's just his house. Funko or Faco? Mm, I'm going to go Funko on that one. That is absolutely right. You can buy Hagrid's house, and it comes with Hagrid's dog, Fang, a character everyone loves. I'm getting so good at this. You I'm are, really good at Funko or Faco. You're very good at this. And then, and then the final one in this category, the Ghostbusters Firehouse, which does not come with Peter Venkman. Funko or Faco? Oh, now this sounds like an idea. This is a toughie. This sounds like an ideal candidate for a Funko or Faco. I knew that the pool thing wasn't wouldn't be real because how are you going to make a pool? But this is tough. I'm going to go Faco. You're absolutely right. Because Damn, of course yes. it comes with Peter Venkman. They're not monsters. <laughs> you can't have the firehouse without Peter Venkman in there. Did I get 100% in that category? Yeah, you, wow, you, yes, you aced that category. S tier so far. Fuck yeah. Moving us on to food and candy mascots. Oh, Jesus. Captain Cupcake, the hostess cupcake mascot, Funko 
or Faco? Uh, I'm going to say Faco, and I don't think that exists. Funko, you're wrong. There is a Captain Cupcake. What does it look like? It's a, it is a traditional hostess cupcake. You know, the ones with like the squiggly icing going down the center. Um, and it has a little like captain's hat. It's like a little Navy captain. He's like smoking a little pipe. He's got gloves on. These are from like the 70s and 60s when your mascots could smoke. <laughs> Damn. King Ding Dong. The hostess ding dong mascot, Funko or Faco? Is this all going to be snack cakes? Yeah, I, this is the food and candy category. I know, but the, the, the category of food and candy I think encompasses more than hostess products. Okay, you know what? I will rename this category to snack cakes because all four of these are snack, are packaged snack cakes you can buy at the store. I wonder what's at the forefront of your mind these days. Oh, I miss snacks! Uh, anyways, it's a it's a Twinkie. What were you talking about? King Ding Dong, the hostess Ding Dong mascot. Funko? No, no that's a Funko too. Fuck. You've never heard of King Ding Dong, the I, king of the Ding Dongs. I've never heard of the king there of the Ding Dogs. Uh, it he is adorable. It's a Ding Dong. He has a little crown. He has a scepter. It's adorable. Helmet, the yodeling yodels yodler mascot. Funko. Or Faco. Helmet? Helmut. Helmut. He's a, a little yodeling yodeler. So he's going like yodele hee hoo, but he's a yodel. Is he German or Russian? He's Bavarian. He's got like the uh like the, the leader hose and he's climbing a mountain. Faco. You're damn right, there is oh. no helmet, the yodeling yes. yodeler. And then finally, Chuckles, the funny bone stand-up skeleton. Funko or Faco? Funny Bones. You've never heard of Funny Bones? They're no. a Drake's cake. They're delicious. They're, they're, it's like a little chocolate cake, and it's got peanut butter in the middle of Funny Bones. Uh, Funko. Wrong! Fuck. Chuckles the Funny Bones stand-up skeleton is something I invented. And actually, wait. Hold on one second. Thank you for calling McKee Foods Corporation. Drake's <laughs> cake and home of Webster the Duck. This call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. What do you bet they hang up on you immediately after you start talking? Good afternoon, Consumer Affairs. How can I help you? Uh, hey, uh, my name is Asterios Kogaros from the Loudest Podcast. This call is being recorded. I wanted to pitch you guys an idea for a mascot for Funny Bones. What do you well, as much as we do appreciate you calling, um, you know, and wanting to share your idea, it's much appreciated. Unfortunately, we're just not able to take suggestions and ideas um, simply because we do have an ideas department, um, and they're always working on new products and new ideas. And just to prevent any sort of conflict that could arise, we're just not able to take those. Um, but we do appreciate you taking the time to call and share that with us. His name is Chuckles the Funny Bone Stand-Up Skeleton. You know the Funny Bones you sell? What if there was a skeleton and he was Seriously, doing... Seriously, you're going to get her in trouble. Don't you hug off? And now you were blocked by the Hostess Corporation. That's the Drake's Corporation. They're two different corporations. Yeah, well, they people talk, Stereos. People talk in this industry. It's a hard game out here. You get blacklisted from one idea department. You get blacklisted from one. It's such a good idea, man. He's like a little fuzzy bear telling jokes like, uh, hey, I'm, I'm more delicious than a dog. Okay. I haven't written any jokes yet, but these jokes would be great. I really like how she felt the need to explain the 
fact that they're in the legal department can't accept them to two obviously crazy people. Is it my fault that I sound like a child? It is absolutely not. Now, this next category is real people. These are Funko Pops named after real people. Is there a Funko Icons Pop Series Keanu Reeves Funko Pop? Absolutely. Wrong! That's a fake Really? Yes, there is no Keanu Reeves going, I think you're beautiful too, on the stage of Comic-Con to a lady. There's no Keanu Reeves doing like the fun Keanu walk or eating ice cream. Your favorite meme is not a Funko Pop yet. Damn, they are missing out on billions of Reddit dollars. I know. But let's see if they're missing out on this next Funko. Michelle Obama Pop Series Funko Icons Funko Pop. Real. Wrong! There is no Michelle Obama! No! I'm blowing it! There's a Hillary, there's a Trump, and there's a Bernie, but there's no Barack or Michelle. Wow, I wonder why. I My guess is that they just kind of weren't as big a deal back then. Okay, I guess. All right. Funko Icons Pop Series Bill Nye Funko Pop. Funko or Faco? That has got to be real. That is real. You yes. can buy yes. Bill Nye. Not Bill Nye the science guy. That's a licensed character. <clears throat> Just regular Bill Nye. Just regular Bill Nye. <laughs> and then finally, and this is going to be the hardest one. Damn. Is there a Funko Icons Pop Series Ruth Bader Ginsburg Funko Pop? Oh, God. Okay. Oh, Asterius, my mental health wants me to say, wants me to believe that there's not, but I think that it's a Funko, like a real thing. Is that your Funko answer? That's my final Funko. (laughs) Okay. Take a look at that television for the answer. Oh, my God. Yes, there is. Look at her. She's so empowered. Oh, she's she's a girl boss. The ultimate girl boss. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Have her on your desk. Oh, there you go. Girl boss. RPG Notorious. RPG Funko Pop. Yes, she's real. She's real. Get AOC and put them right next to each other. I hate this. I want to die. Did I win $10? I need $10 to make me feel better about this. Now, unfortunately, out of the 20 questions I asked you, you only got 12 of them right, so you do get $10. And I get a bonus point because I got all the Bojack Horsemans. All right, I got 17 points. All right, look, you're getting $10, okay? I don't know how much more $10 you can get. $10. All right. We will be right back after this with more of our The Loudest Podcast 254,300 Download Spectacular. Woo! Hi, Asterios. Hey, Sriracha. Guess what? What? Guess what time it is. Oh, what time is it? It's murder! It was a murder trial. It was a fucking murder trial. People are dead. It's a murder trial. It's a murder trial in the second degree, Asterios. It's a murder trial. Second degree murder! murder. (laughs) It's a murder trial. Okay, well, welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With us is... Murder trial. Juror number 91. Is juror number 91, Sriracha. (laughs) Okay, so... It sounds like you have been to the courthouse since we last spoke. Uh, Listeners, we got a lot of great stuff today to talk about. Um, We've got Sriracha's adventures in the stinky, smelly sock market. And my adventures in the stinky, smelly murder market. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have some uh, listener submissions to the Fat Guy Hall of Fame. Uh, The Crunch Bunch is going to ride again, but I've been wondering how jury duties 
been going for two weeks. Like, tell me what's going on. Okay, well, this is this is an interesting this is an interesting section because I got an in-depth look at the jury system. And I gotta tell you, Asterios, well, the number one thing that I learned, it was an eye-opening experience, mm-hmm. is that if I am ever charged with a crime, I don't want a jury of my peers, because it turns <laughs> out my peers are fucking morons. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, tell me more. Go, 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 go. I got to hear everything. All right. So you, the jury selection process begins with what is called a jury panel, which a panel is when they put you. Oh, by the way, let's just get this start uh, right off the bat. They did not even ask about me being a racist. They did not even ask. They didn't bring it up. They didn't individually interview us at all. What we had to do is instead we go through this panel. And what a panel is, is you and about 100 other people sit in a room, socially distanced from one another. The judge asks you a bunch of very general questions like, do you know anyone who has been convicted of a crime? And if that applies to you, you have to raise your hand. You have to, the judge calls on you. You have to say your jury number. And then you have to tell them, like, you, well, you have to raise your and be like, yeah, my brother was convicted of arson or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. When you get to the panel, the first thing that they do is they explain the charges. They introduce the defendant. And they don't tell you everything about the crime that occurred, but they tell you that plus then after the judge asks his questions, each of the attorneys gets to ask questions and they have to qualify it. Like the they would be like they'd say something like, This case involves the use of a firearm to administer potentially deadly force. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, we're, it, it, we're, we're this is like the roller coaster, click, 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 click. We're going up the hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know anybody who has committed a crime using a firearm? And I was like, yeah, I think that's the name of my dad's memoir, actually. is crimes committed using a firearm. <laughs> oh my God. So you can piece together with from the what the judge says and what each of the attorneys asked. You can kind of piece together what went down. Mm-hmm. So I would like to take you on a tale. A tale of love loss and drunk driving at two o'clock in the afternoon so once upon a time there were two drivers i'm gonna name them the victim and the defendant and they both had (laughs) okay and they both allegedly had blood alcohol contents three times the legal limit at two in the (laughs) afternoon correct on wednesday november 8th 2008 17. Okay. <laughs> so both of them were driving in cars and they had gotten into some kind of altercation on the road. I think one of them, the victim, cut the defendant off or something. Yeah, drunk drivers will do that. They're not good at driving cars. They were not good at driving cars, but then they stopped at a light and the victim rolled his window down and screamed some kind of obscenities <laughs> at the defendant. And the defendant was not having that. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the light turns green, uh, both the victim and the defendant drive. I'm so bad at explaining the layouts of traffic. So if this is confusing you, please tell me. Okay. Both the victim and the defendant then go through the light and get on the highway. The victim speeds ahead and the defendant pulls out a gun (laughs) and like a paraplegic child playing Grand Theft Auto leans out the window and starts firing at the victim. At a car that's driving away. 
Correct. Just want to make so okay. So want to make sure. So we sh so some guy shot a car in the back. Okay. Well, uh, were there any uh, consequences for this action? Did the car get a couple of ouchie oopsie holes in it? Now, the way it was described to me, I do not believe bullet a bullet made contact with the driver. I think it did hit the back windshield of the car, okay. but it did not hit the driver. But the fact that the defendant was shooting at the car caused him to veer off the road, smash into a telephone pole, and die immediately. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I'm sitting here, and I'm, they're explaining the case, and half of my brain is like, holy shit, I do not want to be picked for this jury, because this is going to take... Two years. Yeah. <laughs> and just for some of our younger listeners, like, unless you work for, like, a saint, you don't get paid for jury duty time. So essentially, that's like two years of making what, like $12 a day? Yeah, I got, they gave me $15 a day. <laughs> yeah, which I'm guessing didn't even cover your gas. Like, like, no. So it's like, you want to do everything you can to not get picked for a jury. Yeah, exa exactly. That's why you hear so many people complaining about jury duty. Anyways, and the other half of me is like, I kind of want to see a dead body. <laughs> I kind of want to see a decapitated body. <laughs> But you could just go on any of our more questionable subreddits to find dead bodies. It sounds like you don't want to see just any dead body. You want to see one like an earned dead body in the wild. Right. I want to see a guy who died instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see like, uh, I want to see because, the, and I wasn't even thinking that until I looked over and the prosecutor was entering like a stack of photos about two inches thick into evidence. I was like, oh, I really want to see this dead body. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so the prosecutor is up next. Oh, by the way, when the judge was asking these very general questions, one of them was, do you have any health issues that would prevent you from serving on this jury? And one dude raises his hand and he says, yeah, I got anxiety. And with these masks, I panic constantly because I can't tell if someone's going to attack me. I'm like, shut up. Dude, shut up. Because obviously we had to all be wearing those face masks. Like, you think you're special? You think you're the only one who doesn't want to be here? Shut up, buddy. Did it work? Did that guy get out of jury duty? He did. Well, God, look, I'll say anything to get out of jury duty. Absolutely. Look, what do you... What do you want me to say? I, I, I'm I'm super racist. I've never been racist. <laughs> uh, like uh, like uh, I'll go in there in a wheelchair and a neck brace, like in a 1980s wrestling angle. Like whatever it <laughs> takes to get out of jury. So good for that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, he managed to bitch his way out of serving his civic duty. Honestly, claps for him. Yeah. So this is the part that I found especially funny. It was the prosecutor. And the uh, defense attorney mm -hmm. each get to ask their own set of questions. Okay. And they, like I said before, they needed to qualify every one of their statements before they made it. And it was so difficult to not burst out laughing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the prosecutor is up uh -huh. and the prosecutor is asking these 
very bizarre question. It's not that they were weird questions, but they were phrased incredibly poorly. Here's an example. She gets up there and she says, this case involves the alleged use of deadly force, allegedly to protect a member of the uh, defendant's family. Do you have any strong feelings, positively or negatively, about the use of deadly force? For defense purposes. And that's like me saying, hey, Asterios, I have a baseball bat and I'm going to smash you over the head with it if you don't shoot me. Do you have strong feelings? Like, who would not have strong feelings about that? Yeah, I know. Who's going to raise their hand and be like, I would absolutely not use deadly force to protect my family. My family fucking sucks. I hate I have those killed guys. before and I will kill again. My name is Patrick Bateman and I'm juror number 128. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm guessing juror number 90 one aka sierra santana raises her hand and she's like yeah i would fucking kill someone if they tried to kill my dad no i didn't i didn't understand the question so i didn't raise my hand i didn't raise my hand for anything her next question was the one i found most funny so this crime takes place in a part of the city in which it was allegedly committed that is unambiguously Hispanic. Okay. <laughs> if you look up the Wikipedia data for it, it's like 98% Dominican or something. Sure. So she gets up and she says to the room, now, we're all proud residents of the city. Some of our families have been living in the city for over a hundred years. And the defendant and the victim in this case were both of Hispanic descent. Now, mm-hmm. some people would argue that crimes like these are just the city being the city. It's a natural consequence of living in the city and prosecuting these types of crimes is a fruitless endeavor to change the city. Does anyone here hold this opinion? Now, clearly, Asterios, the subtext of this question is Mexicans. <laughs> Seems like the problem's kind of sorting itself out. <laughs> Am I right, guys? That is the subtext. <laughs> and like, like the ladies, like, ladies and gentlemen, we can all agree that we live in a Thunderdome-style society <laughs> where justice is as justice does. Are we all cool with that? But here's the thing. Knowing that this is a question that is unambiguously meant to root out racists... I think I would have raised both of my hands because it's like <laughs> clearly she's trying to get racist off the jury unless it's some kind of trick question and she's looking for the ra- what is she looking for with this question? Who helps her? Who helps her more? More racist or less racist? I'm so confused. I don't know because everybody is Hispanic. Oh, I'm so confused. So how many of your hands did you raise? Did you raise both your hands and like a third uh, mannequin hand that you snuck in your backpack? <laughs> I did not raise any of my hands because I'm not racist. I love people of all colors. That's not what your juror form said. Uh, That's not what you said under oath, juror number 91. Well, um, that was before I had found Christ. Okay. (laughs) When I filled out that form, it was true at the time. But then I found my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hell be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. (laughs) You know, Catholicism doesn't count. (laughs) What do you mean? 
If you're going to go in there and be like, I found Jesus, you can't be like, I found Catholic Jesus. You got to be, you got to say, I found Baptist Jesus. That's the big conversion Jesus. I thought, what, what's the one that started evangelical Jesus? That's I thought the one you need. Because right, <laughs> you're saying like essentially liberal Democrat Jesus, a.k.a. Catholicism. That won't fly. But hey, speaking of that piece of paper where you wrote down, I am a racist, <laughs> what was your plan if this did come up? Uh, my plan was to say that I had a drinking problem and that I filled the paper out while I was drunk. And then if they questioned me about it, I'd be like, yeah, I have a drinking problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Thank you. Thank you. That would have gotten you right out of jury duty. They don't want a drunk on the jury. <laughs> Sleep until I'm only, noon. I'm only racist against my own liver because it is now black. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, please keep going with the story. I, I, I'm sorry I interrupted. I digress. So I'm sitting in the front row, and I, out of curiosity, I turn around, and I see that about 33% of the room has their hand raised. Oh, for the Mexicans are going to commit crimes, so just let God sort it out? Defense. Yeah, the question that was essentially Battle Royale, but just Mexicans. <laughs> Oops, all Mexicans. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. A third of the room raises their hand. Yikes. And I look over at the defendant, and he's, like, got his hands in his, his face in his hands. I'm like, yeah, S.A., you better use your last night of freedom to load up that chain pick card because you're going straight to prison. Yikes. The defense is up next, and the defense attorney looked like the biggest douche face of the planet the defense attorney gets up there and he's 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 putting on this fake he's trying to glad hand before we even pick the jury mm -hmm. and he gets up there he's like now ladies and gentlemen i'd like to tell you a little story i got four baby girls at home <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sitting there I'm like oh here we here we fucking go oh. <laughs> I got four little baby girls at home, and one of the biggest mistakes I made when I became a parent, me and my wife, Julie, was whoever got to daddy first and told daddy their side of the story, that was the one that I listened to. But over time, I learned that you got to listen to what all the little girls say, especially the six-year-old who doesn't know how to lie yet. <sighs> Over the course of this case, you're going to hear the prosecution present 14 witnesses to this crime. But I'm going to need you to listen to what everybody has to say before you make your decision. Now, do you think you can give this man a fair shot at justice by listening to what everybody has to say before you make your ruling? And I'm like, oh, my God, there are 14 witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And again, at this point, I would have raised both of my hands, a mannequin hand, and a <laughs> box of hamburger helper with the hands on it. And I would have said, I'm sorry. I believe the first thing anyone ever, ever tells me. <laughs> Like, uh, like uh, if I wake up in the morning and the newspaper says it's not going to rain and I get out and there's water on my head, I just believe that's ghosts or God's tears or something because it's definitely not raining because I was told it wasn't going to rain today. So 
Please don't put me on this murder trial. I have a job. I, I'm too poor to serve on jury duty. So I'm guessing you did that. Uh, I did not. I did. I told you I was out. Oh, spoiler alert. I did not get picked for the jury. Oh, no. You I wanted to see did. that dead body so bad. I did want to see the dead body. But um, the second thing that the defense attorney asks, he says, now, this case involves the alleged use of a firearm. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, my client is not debating that he did discharge his firearm. You can rest peacefully at night knowing that he discharged his firearm that he was legally allowed to own. But in America, what you need to understand is we have the right to defend ourselves and with deadly force when necessary. I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, Atticus, I can't fucking wait to see why your defendant needed to defend himself from a car speeding away in the opposite direction. He shot the car in the back. <laughs> he did shoot the car I in the back. I can't believe he did this. So then uh, after after they finished the panel, then they got to go in a little room where mm -hmm. they picked out jurors. You pick, they picked 12 of them. I was not one of them. I got to go home and they paid me $30. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing, though. Everything, it sounds like with every fiber of your being, you wanted to be on this jury, on this murder jury. I did. I did want to see, because uh, apparently the guy flew through the windshield and smashed his head on a telephone pole. <laughs> so I did want to see, like, what's that gif of that guy and his head's just exploding on oh, TV or something? I know something? the one you're talking about. Yeah, from like an 80s horror movie. Yeah, from Scanners. Yeah, that it's one. from Scanners, yes. I imagine it would look something like that. But I, 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 there was no way for me to tell because I, I even was like, I'm going to stick around just to see this dead body. But they wouldn't let, like, it was a closed hearing. They wouldn't let me in. You went from someone who was willing to lie about being racist to get <laughs> off of jury duty to a fucking jury rubbernecker who has to be, like, kicked out of the room. That's how much you wanted to roll around in your civic duty. And as I was walking out of the room, I was like, oh, why didn't you guys pick me? <laughs> in my brain, I didn't actually ask anybody that. I was like, oh, I really wanted to see the dead body. Well, well look, I, look, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. But you were telling me that there were some pretty interesting customers in that jury room. Oh, my God. Everybody in the jury room was a fucking moron. There was one lady. I don't know if she was on drugs or if she had ADHD or something, but she would not shut the fuck up. The judge had to tell her to shut the fuck up about six separate times. She was just talking to herself. What was she saying? Was she saying things like, clearly he's a murderer, clearly guilty, clearly a guilty man. You're, 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 I can't wait to put this guilty man in jail. Like, maybe that was her play to get out of jury duty. She was like pulling some kind of Rain Man stunt. Well, if she was pretending, just pretending to be a silly head, then she deserves an Oscar because she was acting very, very silly, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, and I thank you for uh, for using the restraint that the defendant did not use. Um, I needed I, I remember to. you telling me that like on the first on the first day, you're in that jury room. You're not allowed to have your phone. You do you don't even have a book. You didn't bring anything. And so you're just in a room with like a hundred screaming boomer assholes. Oh my God, they were all boomers. I don't know how they picked every single boomer in the tri-state area to be on this jury, mm -hmm. but they did. Um, so they told me, everybody told me, you're not allowed to bring your phone into the courthouse. But I was like, how about I do that anyways? Because you're allowed to. <laughs> when we went to 
civil court, we were allowed to bring our phone. You just couldn't record anything. But no, I got there. I went through the metal detector. They were like, you can't have this. Go back to your car. So I go back to my car. I leave my phone in my car. And I come back. And I had to sit. For the first day, They didn't. we, we didn't even do anything. We just sat there and stared at the wall for five fucking hours while I listened to boomers scream about how Joe Biden is going to give Antifa a seat in the Senate and then it's going to be illegal to come to your house and electrocute white children and the only food we're going to have is poop for the rest of the decade. Yeah, yeah, no, you you were telling me about this. So you show up in like your finest business wear. You're wearing like a blazer, a white shirt, slacks like you were job interview ready you're telling me there's that like half the people were just in trump t-shirts at yes the half the people were in trump t-shirts for and jury duty for jury duty they're just showing up in cutoffs and their finest tees i mean what are they gonna do dock their pay you're not paying us at all i guess i guess not yeah I, look i just assumed there'd be some sort of decorum that it wasn't casual friday on the murder jury pool but i guess it was so I hear that you're sitting there and it's like a bad episode of Crossfire with everybody's dumbass political takes. Oh yeah, no, I had to listen I had to listen to some truly hot takes from some of the area's finest crackheads. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, Sriracha, is there anything else you want to tell us about your jury experience? Um, just that if Joe Biden becomes president, there will be no more police and the only people who will be allowed to own guns is black criminals. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> we will be right. <laughs> Back after this with more of the loudest podcast. Time for our recurring segment, Apology, Apology of, of the week. week. It's Apology of the Week. Hey guys, you want to guess which celebrity had to go on the apology circuit this this week? You vote now on your phone. Ready? I'll give you a second to vote. Just think of a celebrity. Think of a celebrity who's annoying and a dumb cunt and inserts themselves into every fucking situation, no matter how far removed they are from it. Ready? In three, two, what? If you guessed January Jones, you were incorrect because it's... Demi Lovato! <laughs> Yo, a Demi Lovato, she's so fucking annoying. She's so fucking annoying, and I think people don't realize how fucking annoying she is because she's constantly, like, relapsing on drugs. By the way, did you see her new plan for how she's... So she relapsed again recently and OD'd on opioids and had to go to rehab. So she's out of rehab now, and she did a magazine interview where she's like, I'm gonna be California sober. Do you know what that means? Unfortunately, I assume it means I'm, I'm not gonna drink or do pills, but I'm gonna smoke a lot of weed like a dumbass ass Asshole Californian. Close. Actually close. You, that's Wait, almost entirely correct. What does California sober mean? California sober means she's going to drink and smoke weed in moderation. Oh. Which is, first of all, not sober. Second of all, <laughs> that's literally not what the word means. Second of all, oh, dude, she's definitely going to relapse again. You, you really think so? You think a drug, you really think a drug addicted alcoholic drinking doing drugs might lead to more of that behavior? They had an interview and she put out this documentary about her all the bad choices she made that led to her overdosing on opioids. And there's this interview with Elton John and Elton John. They're like, "How do you feel about Demi's decision to be California sober?" And he's like. 
frankly, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. But when you're d- yeah, with friends, you can't, you can't impose your will on them. You can just tell them what you think and then move on. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I'm so sure. Like she is going to drink too much and then shoot up again. I'm positive. Like I will make a bet with anybody on the internet that she does not stay sober for more than like two years. Okay. Who's Demi Lovato? Is she from Wizards of Waverly Place? No, it's Selena Gomez. Okay. All right. So we cut that racist part out of what I said. Who's Demi Lovato? She's, you remember Jesse? No. The Disney Channel that went, hey, Jesse. I remember that. I don't know anything about the show. All I remember is, hey, Jesse. It was about, I think it's been many years since it's been on the air, but it was about like a teenager who was tasked with being a nanny to a bunch of kids in the middle, like a bunch of rich kids in the middle of the city. And she was like a live-in nanny. And it was one of those stupid Disney Channel sitcoms. But okay. now she's known do- for being a histrionic asshole. No, no, look, I want to roll this back just a tiny bit because we're talking about one of my favorite things, which is Disney Channel and Nickelodeon shows. That's a terrible premise. Terrible, terrible, terrible premise. The point of a Nickelodeon or a Disney show is wish fulfillment. What if you lived in a hotel and you were friends with Paris Hilton, a.k.a. London Tipton? What if you designed video games for a living? Uh, You know, what if you had a web show like iCarly? What if you had a job? As a babysitter, a lot of teenagers have a job as a babysitter. And what if you had to babysit the worst people on earth? There's no wish fulfillment here. That's just the nanny with extra steps. No, no, you'd think that. But she also lives like in the house with the family. There's a bunch of kids. One of them's Indian. I don't remember how all these. I think all the kids are adopted or something. Don't quote me on this. But I think she also gets to live in like the Manhattan Brownstone too. And she has like her own room because it's a Disney Channel show and it's obscenely. (laughs) Okay, I guess living in New York City, like in some sort of New York City penthouse, that is kind of fun. But that's no more fun than living in the Hotel Tipton. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, she was a Disney Channel person and then she got super fat and then started making music and then she started doing drugs and then she did too many drugs so she had to go to rehab Then she got out of rehab and then she did too many drugs again and go back to rehab. What is she apologizing for? <clears throat> so apparently, <laughs> here we go, kids. Uh, apparently, there's this uh, line of frozen yogurt stores, just like a small business in Los Angeles called the Big Chill. And Demi is pissed off. I'm going to read you just the article because the, the, there's no way I can describe this any funnier than is reality. Okay. Demi Lovato slams frozen yogurt shop for triggering products. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Demi, the pop stars took a stand against the big chill. So brave. Taking a stand against this random small business. The pop star took a stand against the big chill in Los Angeles, slamming the store on her Instagram page for, I swear to God, I'm reading this verbatim, carrying sugar-free options. Wait, really? Yes. It's that simple? It's that simple because she sees sugar-free and in her fat <laughs> and sugar-addled brain, her brain just goes straight to, that's for people who uh, don't want to diet and everybody on earth should be as fat and porky as I am. Okay, and uh, for those who uh, don't subscribe to the video uh, feed, Sriracha, every time you call this actress fat, what kind of a face am I making? 
Uh, fat. Demi Lovato is fat. You're making a face like I just said a slur of some kind. You really? There's an enjoyment you're getting off of calling this person with an eating disorder fat. Because, dude, it's like, how are you rich and famous, you have an eating disorder, and you're fucking fat? You need to pick two of them, okay? It's like that triangle of stuff in college. Good grades, social life, enough sleep. Pick two. Eating disorder, fat, rich and famous. Pick two. <laughs> Please continue you your can't article. Possibly be all three. Okay, so she posts this on her Instagram story and tags the fucking business in uh, it. Oh no, she's a celebrity. She's blowing them up. Don't do that. Don't do that on social media. Finding it extremely hard to order froyo from at the Big Chill official when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter. Do better, please. She wrote in an Instagram story. Her Instagram has millions of followers. She even included the hashtag, hashtag diet culture vultures, which she said she'd be using to call out, quote, harmful messaging from brands or companies that perpetuate a society that not only enables, but praises disordered eating. Not that this needs to be said, but no one's eating the sugar-free options. That tastes like diarrhea, like coming out of a tube. No one eats sugar-free chocolates. No one eats sugar-free froyo. I mean, unless you're like a diabetic and you have to, like... No, even people on diets are like, well, I'm not eating that. That tastes like dog shit. I was going to say, I think I know a population percent that's about 15% of the American population that might want to enjoy a sugar-free frozen yogurt. And they would be... Diabetics. Okay. Yes, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, of all the things to complain about, no one's forcing sugar-free foods down your mouth. I mean, if Denny Lovato keeps on the path that she's going, so her doctor's going to be forcing sugar-free foods down her mouth. Please continue your article. (laughs) The Big Chill, which had just over 6,000 followers on Instagram as of Sunday, they now have like over (laughs) 40,000. Everybody's like, Debbie, are you fucking stupid? Why don't you go OD again? Jesus! <laughs> Push back on Lovato's criticism by noting in an Instagram story that the shop carries products for customers who have diabetes, celiac disease, options for vegan, and many indulgent items. The Big Chill also responded to Demi Lovato via screenshot. They, they DM'd her this, and she's so fucking stupid that she posted it publicly because she thinks she looks good oh, on this. God, okay. Writing, we are not diet vultures. We cater to all of our customers' needs for the past 36 years. We are sorry that you found this offensive. And Demi writes back, this is part of the screenshot that she shared because she definitely thought she was winning this Mm -hmm. argument. Mm Mm-hmm. You carry things for other people while also carrying for another percentage of your customers who struggle daily even to step foot in your store. If you're looking at Debbie Lovato, I don't think she struggles ever to set foot in an ice cream parlor. You can find a way to provide an inviting environment for all people with different needs, including eating disorders, one of the deadliest mental illnesses, only second to opioid overdoses. Oh, I wonder which two you had, Demi. Oh, my God. Opioid overdoses, eating disorders. What the fuck is heart disease? What the fuck is hypertension? Fuck them. Two most dangerous things in the entire world is opioid overdoses and having to look at (laughs) sugar-free vanilla yogurt when you order your fatty (laughs) 
why isn't she going to Pinkberry? Why isn't she going to like some sort of like rich person Froyo place? Why the hell is she bothering the people at the Big Chill? I don't fucking know. I mean, if she went to Pinkberry, they'd probably would have bent the knee. Yeah. So I, I'm happy they chose like she chose like the right one to fuck with. Well, I mean, I guess because I assume they're getting a lot more business now that like Demi Lovato has tried to put them out of business. Oh, yeah. They did an interview because after this, she apologized and she said she's going to give them a hundred thousand dollars. She never does it. According to the big jail. So the people from the big jail are getting uh, interviewed all the time. They're like, so did you get that hundred thousand dollars? They're like, no, she never said it to us. And but we've been getting a lot of really nice messages from people. Oh, that's it. Wait. Oh, so she did a pop. Wait, I, well, I want to hear this apology. Oh, we're not even done with the original. Oh, my God. I was thinking maybe it would help if you made it more clear that sugar-free options and vegan options are for that. Leaving them snacks for celiac or diabetics or whatever. <laughs> when, or whatever. Or fucking, fucking whatever. When it's not super clear, the messaging gets confusing. And being in L.A., it's really hard to distinguish diet culture versus health needs. Which brings me to my next point. Demi, if you want to live like a fucking fat slob, why don't you move to Montana or something? Like, let me tell you, I've been to some small towns in America, in the American Midwest, where you can't order a Diet Coke. (laughs) 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 Like, Demi would do so fucking well in New Jersey. Like, go to Jersey, go to any Jersey diner and order anything off the menu. Demi Lovato, you will be cured. You will not be triggered whatsoever at New Jersey diner. They had this thing when I was in college. (laughs) They had a diner across the road that everybody would get, like, incredibly high and then go to at 2 in the morning. I remember that. They had disco fries at that diner. Disco fries, and they also had this thing called pizza fries. Wait, what? Which was a giant pile of French fries covered in mozzarella cheese and marinara sauce. Demi Lovato should just exclusively order food from there because that shit was awful. That shit caused all of us to gain weight, but well, it was delicious. Well, look, God forbid it's low-fat mozzarella cheese or she might pipe on no, that No, she place. might have a fucking heart attack and not in the way that I'm imagining she's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I think clearer messaging would be more beneficial for everyone. You aren't wrong for catering to many different needs, but it's about not excluding one demographic to cater to others. Just don't order the sugar-free cookies and cream, Debbie. Nobody does. I know. Oh, my God. She's so fucking annoying. She's so fucking annoying, dude. And then she, so she screenshots this DM, blasts it out there because she thinks she's owned this small mom and pop Froyo shop that's probably struggled to survive during the pandemic. Oh yeah, no, she totally thinks that she's owning these people. Yeah. She's not. (laughs) So now I'm going to read you an article from CNN who's covering this for some reason uh, called Demi Lovato apologizes for slamming frozen yogurt. Of course, everybody on Twitter is like, Demi, you're stupid. I hate you. (laughs) I can't stand you because she's so fucking annoying. Demi Lovato apologized after her complaints about a frozen yogurt shop caused a bashlash from those wanting her to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, she says, I am very outspoken about the things that I believe in, Lovato Ugh. said. I understand that sometimes my messaging can lose its meaning when I get emotional. I am human. <laughs> yeah, apparently she did like a six minute long apology on Instagram Live, but they paraphrased it in okay. here. Should we just watch this video? I mean, I know it's six minutes long, but like, uh, like that might be that might be kind of interesting. Yeah, we can. What's up, everybody? Hey, Demi. Hi, Demi. I 
have kind of gotten in the middle of something with this yogurt shop called The Big Chill. An and argument has occurred. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pause it right here. I've got in the middle of something. You directly picked a fight with a tiny frozen yogurt shop. Yeah, I wonder how this, how, I wonder how you got trapped in this unfortunate situation, Debbie. Now, I am very outspoken about the things that I believe in. I understand that sometimes my messaging can lose uh, lose its like meaning when I get emotional, right? I am human. I am somebody who is just very passionate about what I believe in and I've lived through- Okay, we are a minute in. She has not said, I'm sorry. Not good. This is real bad. Remember, kids, if you ever become a big celebrity influencer and you have to apologize, you you immediately go, hey, everybody, I just wanted to say I'm sorry to insert frozen yogurt shop here. Yeah, that would be my apology. I'd go on. This doesn't need to be six minutes long. I'd go on and say, hey, uh, I'm coming down off drugs. I spurged out. Sorry. <laughs> Blame the drugs. That's great. We're all addicted to something. Yeah. I messaged this Froyo place. You know their name. You tagged them. Hashtag say their name. <laughs> say their name. They're called the Big Chill. Behaviors or or branding things that I didn't that didn't sit right with me. Because the truth of the matter is, as someone that deals with an eating disorder, like is in recovery from an eating disorder, I still to this day have a hard time walking into a Froyo shop ordering yogurt and being content with it and keep then why are you walking into a froyo shop and ordering yogurt that's like fucking walking into willy wonka's like you can't blame the candy store for the fact that you got a problem with candy lady right like oh sorry every diabetic living in los angeles you can't get uh frozen yogurt here because debbie lotto if she sees a better option she'll cry into her frozen yogurt all night what did you think you were gonna pull the handle and literal blueberries were gonna come out it's an ice cream store okay so by the time i got to the counter after seeing so much diet stuff and health food stuff like she's still calling it diet stuff I know, it wasn't clear I know. To me that it was for specific health needs and so i didn't know i didn't know that whose fault is that that you're stupid who's what i can't believe you're blaming everybody else for your ignorance how the fuck do you not know that that's what the sugar-free shit is for like even if it's not fuck you demi it's a fucking yogurt store it's not your fucking business you get to don't get to dictate i don't give a shit if the big chill had a thing called yogurt for non-fat fat fatties <laughs> like they can put up whatever the fuck they want and there's an endless number of options why you might not want to pump additional sugar into your body fuck you this bitch is so fucking entitled you know i get offended by dark chocolate being offered Regular chocolate could be in that slot. You You're wasting I, my time. You know what I get triggered by Tell is me. when Italian places send along a salad, like with a pizza, and it's got a tomato in it, but the tomato isn't properly sliced. It's just like cut into quarters, and they just toss the big things in there. That fucking triggers You don't me. like the big fat tomato? No, I hate tomatoes. Okay, well, that's a whole different thing. 
I get triggered by teeny tiny thinly sliced tomatoes because they always look like they're a week old and dead. A big fat quarter of a tomato. I like that. I don't think you and I either like to like on a scale of one to ten. How much do you like tomatoes? Zero. But I still have to eat them. I'm trying to get healthier. No one's like, oh, I can't wait to eat tomatoes and cucumbers in a salad. It's like we have to. We have to because when, because when your fork's eating a salad, it's not eating a pizza. Yeah, I guess. Somebody tell Debbie Lovato that. <laughs> I just took it as, okay, I'm going into a Froyo shop. I'm seeing sugar-free. I'm seeing this and that. If, I, if there was a sign that said- Oh, my, she's still my on God. the sign. That would have been clear messaging to me. Because it wasn't clear, I am definitely jumped to conclusions and- Uh-huh, and I'm sorry. I am. You know, gone about this the way that I have, but- Uh-huh, and I'm- Begins with an S. Sounds like a snake. Froyo shop to help get the messaging right. Oh, oh you're still blaming the Froyo shop. Get it right because it's wrong right now because Demi is so fucking stupid. Yeah, sugar-free shit is an LA thing, Demi. Who have struggled with anorexia. Um, I myself, like, Froyo was something that I would go to because it was low in calorie and it just felt safe to me. It's not. Yeah. It's ice cream. <laughs> it's rebranded ice cream. Disorder. So that's why I'm super sensitive when I walk into a Froyo place and I see diet stuff. Like I'm Maybe you shouldn't be in a fucking Froyo place if just the I'm mention of Froki Yoder brings back memories of your eating disorder, you fucking stupid bitch. We're three minutes and 20 seconds in to an eight minute. There's five more minutes of just verbal diarrhea. I don't think she's going to apologize. You Should we just cut it off here? No, let's keep going. Because, okay. Dude, I am so fucking activated. This bitch really, like, I know, I know I'm know, i not a big fan of celebrities, but Demi Lovato really triggers me. She triggers me like gun girl triggers me. I don't even know why. She's just so goddamn entitled. And this could have been a 25 second long video. If she would have just went there, like, I get being stupid, especially when you're coming down off of fucking poppers. I get acting like a fucking idiot. Drugs are, like, uh, those painkillers are one hell of a drug but god damn it to sober up the next day see all of this fucking chaos you've caused everybody on the internet telling you that you're wrong and stupid and be like no the frozen yogurt place is wrong it's wrong that I'm getting this backlash it's just like it's a level of di differentiation from reality that only exists in fucking celebrities it really does am i wrong no no you're absolutely right i mean she could have just come out and said i'm stupid i started in the disney channel show as a kid they didn't send me to school properly there was like a tutor there and if i cried enough she went away i'm dumb duh duh the d and demi stands for duh duh it's not even that she's dumb which she is but she's sitting here she's not even apologizing like even after she's like oh i'm going to apologize she doesn't apologize or i assume she doesn't we're three fucking minutes into this what that's like 30 percent of the way through the apology and she's not said the words i'm sorry yet she even just said five seconds ago oh the branding is wrong i'm going to help them fix their branding like they want and demi lovato within a fucking 50 foot radius of their ice cream store at this point all of this diet stuff is not okay you're worth more than that i also am standing up for just any women just women I, like this is a, this yeah, like a struggling you know, like, Froyo shop who like, barely survived the pandemic. It, this is a hard thing to live with on a daily basis. The thing about overcoming my addictions, my my drug addictions, was because 
I don't have to... I can walk away from that and never touch it again. I don't have to stop doing drugs. I can just smoke weed. I'm California sober. Hey, Tammy, when you find out about Diet Coke, she's going to have an aneurysm. (laughs) (laughs) To be totally transparent. And that's probably something that nobody wants me to say. Like, I'm, I don't know, but I'm human and I talk about my struggles and I'm passionate, so I'm sorry that I got the messaging wrong. There we go. There we go. I'm sorry that I got the messaging wrong. But do you hear that cunty tone in her voice? She's not sorry. No, 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 absolutely not. Okay, we're at, we're at four minutes and 19 seconds in. We're halfway through. Just I'm sorry. Let's hear that one more time. I left that yogurt store and didn't get the yogurt that I wanted. And then I had a hard time the rest of the weekend. To be totally honest. <laughs> I totally missed that the first time. Me too. I don't know, but I'm human and I talk about my struggles and I'm passionate. So I'm sorry that I got the messaging wrong. I'm sorry that I may have disappointed some people, but I'm not coming after a small You did it. You you directly after them on your Instagram account. I walked into a situation that didn't sit right with me. My intuition said, speak up about this. So I did. And I feel good about that. What I don't feel good about is some of the way that it's been interpreted and how the message has... Oh, it's our fault. If only we had interpreted her insanity correctly. And to work with this Froyo shop if they want to. They don't. Align the messaging to where I feel safe going in there and I can eat the Froyo that I went in. All right, here's what I would do if I was this Froyo shop. I'd be like, Demi Lovato, we would love to take you up on your offer to align our messaging in a way that would make you feel safe. Please send us $50,000 for new signage. And then I guess I would just spend that on a giant glowing neon sign that says Demi Lovato is bad from our Froyo store because you know that would drive business for the rest of time. Oh, dude, I would totally, if I was this Froyo shop, just put a giant sign in the window being like, this is the one that Demi Lovato got mad at. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'd call it and be like, hey, Demi, yeah, we want to work with you to make your own flavor and then make it like 900 calories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of Demi Lovato. We're 40 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> um, and we have a lot of uh, we have a lot more business to do. Anything else you want to say about the Demi Lovato issue? Uh, Demi Lovato's a stupid cunt. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> um, we will be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. You're acting real weird. I'm very excited, if you can't tell. All right, so so it's this. Is it this voicemail called Twitch Lawsuit? Yes, that's it. Okay, because we have two other voicemails here. One of them marked Hooters Apologist, <laughs> and one of them marked All Cops Are Small Beans Uwu. Well, the Hooters Apologist is Riley Brooks. <laughs> oh, okay, so we can say that for the end. Yeah. All right, Twitch Lawsuit. Hi, Stereos. Hi, Sriracha. Hi. So I just got, I just got off work. And I went on, I went to Google News like I normally do, mm-hmm. and apparently this freaking guy suing Twitchio for 25 fucking million dollars because he can't stop jerking. <laughs> you can't stop what? <laughs> can't stop jerking off. You can't stop jerking off. Holy shit, Sriracha, you have to know about this, right? <laughs> Holy shit. I expect to hear about this. Yeah, oh fuck yeah, I did. It was, it was the loudest episodes, please. Bye. This guy's gonna crash his car. <laughs> this really can't be it, right? A, a guy is suing Twitch because he can't stop jerking off. There is a guy 
suing Twitch right now. I shit you not. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Nick Ricada told me about it when I was on his stream. By the way, go watch the return of the Greer stream with me and Nick to talk more about Russell's uh, high school arrest record. It's I'm, not good. <laughs> look, I'm just glad you have someone else to talk to about this garbage. Oh, man. I'm so, I'm so happy. Did you know that he wrote on the bathroom wall? He claimed he claimed that um, it was a joke. In his book, he says, I, it, I didn't write any kill list. I wrote on the wall. Uh, something bad is going to happen. And then the police report says, there was markings on the wall. It began with, this is not a joke. I am going to kill eight people. <laughs> and then he immediately confessed to it. <laughs> Anyways, there's a guy suing Twitch. Why are you so happy that this teenage boy has a kill list? He didn't do it. <laughs> you're, ju- you're acting like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> That you, that you read the police report of a crazy guy who sues sex workers having a kill list. Was it written in lipstick on the on the wall? With, are we going full Billy Madison with this? It was written in pencil. Excuse you. I stand excused. What do you want to talk about? The, the jerk-off lawsuit or the murder kid? Because uh, you, you got one. You have one creep you could tell uh, me about today. Well, that's a big choice. But I'm going to go with the jerk-off lawsuit. There, there's a guy, I believe his name is Eric Estevillo. He is a sex addict. He is a sex addict, and he is suing Twitch.tv, the streaming website, for $25 million because he can't stop jerking off to titty streamers. He can't, he's blaming in the lawsuit, it names Twitch because there is no way to filter by gender. So this poor Christian man just wants to go on Twitch and watch some Age of Empires, but he can't just filter only in, only see male streamers. So he types in Age of Empires and what's thrown in his face but big busty boobies. He's following 756 female streamers and zero male streamers. <laughs> and he can't stop masturbating. He literally cannot stop masturbating because he is a sex addict. And a portion of that $25 million that he's asking for is because he has injured his dick. Because he just, it's the literal guy from the Coomer meme. I still don't quite understand this meme. He just cooms and cooms and cooms and he can't stop cooming. He gets on Twitch and didn't even even plan on cooming. He just cooms. He sees a streamer with big busty boobies in his face and he just cooms and he can't stop because he's addicted to sex. And I guess addicted to video games too because he also just can't get off Twitch. So now there's like a delicious melding of the addictions happening here. This guy just can't stop watching Portal 2 glitch-free ultra-fast runs and also girls with big bazongos going oinga-boinga in his face. How did he hurt? And I don't believe I... I'm saying this out loud. Can you... Give me more information about the injury to his penis. Uh, well, according, this is from, uh, according to me, we, we briefly discussed the injury to his penis on uh, Nick Ricardo's stream. But he fucked, he had a flashlight that he would just sit there and just jerk off for hours while watching Twitch streamers. And I guess he didn't lubricate it properly because he chafed his penis, the head of his penis, 
by just constantly cooming and jerking off. He also destroyed his computer because he coomed all over his keyboard and it destroyed this. So a portion of that 25 million is to replace his computer that he coomed all over. How old is this person? I don't know. All right, I'm going to pause the recording for a second. It's, it seems like you have no actual information on this. You just know there's some freak out there who can't stop cooming. I need more on this. Really? So, you want to know more about the coomer? The real-life coomer? Just give me one second. Twitch. Lawsuits. <laughs> okay. Look, it took me a minute to find a, a remotely credible news website. Yeah, why Knews.com. Pass. TheSun.co.uk, pass. TalentRecap.com, RogueRocket.com, TechnoWise with a Z. I'm settling for the New York Post. New York Times, why aren't you covering this man that can't stop cooming? First off, all the articles I took a look at, their thumbnail is a big, busty Twitch streamer, which is just going to set this guy off, and now... You're going to be in the crosshairs of his lawsuit. Kotaku.com.au, DailyDot.com. I hope you have your lawyer on speed dial. Dexter2.com because he's coming for you. He's coming for you. <laughs> okay. He's coming for you, Alanetti, or whatever you're Alinity or whatever. I don't yeah, know. whatever. In a legal document filed at the Santa Clara County Court on June 15, San Francisco's Eric Estabillo claimed that the Amazon subsidiary had subjected him to overly suggestive and sexual content for various female streamers. According to the 56-page document, he had to put neosporin on the tip of his penis to prevent <laughs> necrosis. Yes. Oh, yeah, the necrosis, because he coomed so much that his part of his dick died. In response to the New York Post's request for comment, a Twitch spokesperson simply stated, these claims are frivolous and have absolutely no merit. She then dropped a, a pencil and went, oops, and bent down, exposing a heavy, a generous amount of busty bevy cleavage to the Post reporter. And then the plaintiff coomed. <laughs> this is terrible! He is asking for $25 million in punitive damages and a permanent ban on all 768 female gamers. Oh, no. He's going to ruin this for the rest of us. Why is he banning all the female gamers? Shouldn't he just ban himself? You, you would think, but you think $25 million would be enough to build himself like, like a coom-proof safe room. A but, no coom room. But if all 756 streamers get banned, that just seems like a Band-Aid fix, because won't more big busty boobies come to fill their place? I mean, that's how the free market works, baby. The free yeah. the boobs market. That's exactly how it works. Don't worry about it, because if you're thinking that all $25 million are going to go to him, that's not, he's not greedy. Oh, okay. Uh, he wants a permanent ban on all listed streamers. Obviously, some of the money is to replace his, uh, I see here, his computer that he coomed on? <laughs> uh, are to replace, uh, uh, yes, because he once ejaculated on his PC monitor, which caused his gaming system to short circuit and resulted in a fire that temporarily caused his apartment to black out. <laughs> yeah, he burned down his house because he coomed too his hard. His whole apartment. Can you imagine you're, you're watching Dancing with the Stars and there's a, like the big finale's coming up and then Eric SDVU goes, eh. 
And all of a sudden, then you don't know who's, who's going to win, Gilbert Gottfried or Pete Best from the Beatles. He can't fix his electricity. He just fucking cooms. So I'm, I'm also going to point out, ejaculating on your monitor should not have caused that domino effect. I would understand if, I don't know, it flew into the fan of your computer, which caused the fan to... St- be extra lubricated, speed up at an enormous rate, shoot particles of stuff. Like, it's the monitor. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I, the, it, like, the monitor should be... The computer and the monitor aren't the same thing. That's, yes! Like, I dropped an entire Slurpee on my laptop last week, and it still works. Yeah, it works. Well, the, the keyboard doesn't work. You had to buy a new keyboard. Well, yeah, the keyboard's broken, but the computer works. Well, the headphone jack doesn't really work either. The headphone jack works fine. I did drop a Slurpee on my computer. Yeah, okay. If you... Work in the insurance field or the fire protection field. Or if you're just any kind of scientist that we can get away with this, call in and tell us, is it possible to coom on your le- on your monitor in a way that will burn your house down? And if you're a big busty streamer, <laughs> please call in and tell us if you've been named in this lawsuit. And if you were named in the lawsuit, how are you going to stop this man from cooming to <laughs> you? This, now, this is really interesting because there's a lar- there's always debate in the online world over what is the, quote, best bust size. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like if this guy can get all the bustiest streamers off of Twitch, it'll be the dawn of the A-cups. A-cups and B-cups will be given S-tier treatment. This is a way that we could redistribute the boobs. Oh my God, femboytwitch.tv. He's banning all the female tits uh-huh. from the internet, but what about the femboy tits? I know something else that will be twitching while people watch this. This is absolutely fantastic. Okay, but again, to get to the $25 million in punitive damages, some will, of course, go to repair the fire damage caused by his ejaculate. Got it. Some will go towards ba- a permanent ban on all listed streamers. But the re- any leftover proceeds will be donated to both COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter charities and the funds of the court's choosing. So this guy's down with the cause. And the- this is about making the lives of our African American brothers and sisters better. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he threw that in. Like, <laughs> you think we could all come together and coom for this guy? A 21 dick salute. We have to follow this whole case to the end. I'm so excited. We might have to. I've always wanted to. I mean, I haven't been to San Francisco in like 10 or 15 years. We might have to go to San Francisco to support this guy. Yeah, we make a sign. Oh my god, what if I like wore, put my tits out at the end? What, you want to get sued next? Absolutely not. You strap those things down like it's the 1800s, Missy. Hey, I'm working to save the big titty streamer. Titty streamers, here's what I'm going to do for you. They say I don't do anything for the big booby community. Well, let me tell you, this is small tits and large tits coming together. I'm going to go and I'm going to put my tits out and you can't argue because I have small tits. So only the big titty streamers are bad. And then he will immediately coom. (laughs) And he will coom so hard, his brain will disintegrate. He will coom in his pants. And then he'll need to go home and change. But then he'll miss his court date. And his lawyer will have to fight on his behalf. And the lawyer won't be able to do anything because he doesn't coom on demand. He doesn't understand this guy's pain. And then all the big, busty Twitch streamers will be saved. (laughs) I'm not super happy about you using your feminine wiles on Eric Estevillo, okay? (laughs) I'm not going to pretend to be thrilled about that. (laughs) Your body, your choice. 
at the end of the day, your coom, your if you want to go run some sort of coom up on this guy to save the tibbies, there's not much I can do to stop you. You're welcome, big titty streamer ladies. Goodness You're gracious. welcome, Alan Nitty, whatever your name is. You've been really excited <clears throat> to talk about the chop. I'm just going to let you talk about the ch- Oh, I'm sorry. The Chaz or the Chop. I'm Excuse just going to let you talk the about The Chaz it. or the Chop. Formerly the Chaz, now the Chop. Of course, I'm talking about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Now the Capitol Hill Occupied or Organized <laughs> Protest. <laughs> there is no leadership and there is no consensus on what job stands for. Hey, kids, did you take the political compass test and did you score on the left of the green quadrant? Well, boy, do I have a government for you. There is a section of Seattle right now called the CHOP, formerly the Chaz, which is... <laughs> Six blocks of hip hippies have taken over. Just six blocks, and they formed a commune. What is going on in the chop? Let me answer. Many people have tried to answer the question, what is going on in the chop? Nothing is going on in the chop. <laughs> it's a bunch of fucking, it's a hundred, hundreds of fucking hippies coming together to do anarcho-communism <laughs> the best that it's ever been done. And you know what? It's lived for four days. And that is four days longer than any completely libertarian society. So my hat is off to you, chop. They've taken over a police station. And they have a bar. They turned their police station into a peewee. They turned a, a police station into like peewee's playhouse. They're having like office chair races. They're like building little slides out of cardboard and sliding down the steps. They're playing good cop, bad cop. Only there are no cops. There's only chop cops in the chop. In the chop house. <laughs> now, Fox News may try to convince you that there are warlords in the chop, that the chop is being led by warlords. But the thing about the chop is it's not led by anybody. That's, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> there are no warlords in the chop. There are hippies on drugs in the chop. If. The chop was led by somebody. They might be getting something done other than apparently watching movies and playing drums up until three of the goddamn morning. The chop has no goal. The chop has no objective. There is no rhyme or reason to the chop. The chop is simply the chop. And it exists. And it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. And I'm going to move there. I'm going to move in the chop. Here's some things that I think we could do to improve the chop. One, okay. we need a wall. <laughs> They've already started building. They built a wall. They've already started building a wall, no. yes. Yes. Um, they're just taking, like, there's footage of just protesters just moving around tons and tons of police barricades. To, <laughs> there's a wall in the chop. There's a wall to keep you dirty satellites out of our... Clean, pristine chop. The point is we were supposed to be doing anarcho-communism. That's the most off-right thing you could do is put a wall up. We're supposed to be doing the opposite of Trump. Hey, you got to protect the chop. Take the wall down, you asshole. You got to protect the chop. Those cops want in the chop. No, it's, it's called the chop, not the cop. We got to keep these cops out with big... 
Ten, with walls that we make 10 feet higher. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was like movie night in the shop. And it was somebody projecting some cartoon on a cow. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's a, it's, yeah, that sounds about right. There are reports that the homeless are stealing food from the shop. There's no way to determine if that I is don't true. believe, though. Those reports are coming from Andy, whatever, is that, that shitty blogger. I, will, I don't believe the homeless are stealing food from the chop. So I will be airdropped into the chop by helicopter. There are no rules in the chop. There are no objectives in the chop. The chop simply is. And it always was. And it has lasted four days. They should be charging Burning Man style admission to the. Oh job. my God! The chop is the new Burning Man. That, this is the thing. You know what fucking sucks about Burning Man is it's out in the desert. Yeah. You get all that ply dust. You have to wear like masks and bodysuits. You have to bring water and all that. We need like if a Burning Man was in the middle of a city, if I could take the subway to Burning Man, party for a while, like like uh, like drink someone's weird homemade super liquor, and then just take it take an Uber home. That would be much more convenient for everybody. Yeah, it's like it's like a Burning Man you could go visit for a couple hours. And then, like, how do you think the Chaz ends? Do you think it ends with the government deciding that they are legitimate and then declaring war on them? <laughs> because that is what I predict happens. Here's what I th- here's how I think it ends. Any Seattle City Council person. And also the Seattle mayor. They can't just go in there and bust heads. They will all be voted out in November. They'll be known as the people who, like, stopped the chop. Who chopped the chop. You can't. <laughs> don't chop the chop. Exactly. They'll be known as the people who put, a, who put a bullet in the back of Chaz's head. They karate chopped the chop. Normally, if I hear that a guy named Chaz got murdered, I'm like, bravo, <laughs> well done. But not this Chaz. <laughs> this is one of the good Chazes. <laughs> I think th- I think what'll happen is they will eventually give the people in the chop some like big abandoned warehouse space. <laughs> like their own clubhouse. I think that's what they'll do because that's what the LA City Council offered the Occupy people in order to get all the Occupy people off of City Hall. And then I think the people in the chop will take it. A lot of people did not take those Occupy deals. And so the LAPD just busted just heads. Beat the shit out of them. And beat the shit out of them and like put them in the basement of Dodger Stadium for days. I think this time the people in the chop will be like, we had a good run. We'll take the buyout. You know, it's kind of like how in Deal or No Deal, <laughs> it's just like, well, okay, I'll take the deal. I'll take the deal with the banker. I we think that's made how this ends. a point. We proved we lived for four days. And then we took, we got the Chapo Chop House out of it. You got, because. Hey, I'm sorry. One second. I need to go to the bathroom right now. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, hold on. In conclusion, the demands of the chop are as follows. Number one, the chop has no demands. <laughs> Number two, I don't know, more weed or something. Does anyone in the chop who listens to our podcast? You had an incredibly good run. You rustled a lot of jimmies, harvested a lot of lulls. You took over a police station for a few days. Like, you made society your bitch. I would fold now. Yeah. While you have... Your teeth. <laughs> it, yes, exactly. That's my advice to the chop. You agree? You disagree? What do you think? Uh, no, I think the chop should go forever, and uh, I'm going to move there. <laughs> I love uh, you, chop. I am one... I'm telling you this. I am being 100% straight with you right now. Flights have never been cheaper or more dangerous. 
This chop will not, this chop is a limited time offer. It will not last long. You and I can probably go visit the chop for like $500. Oh, don't you got to go to work or something? I, can, I work from home. The you world from, is my work. You can't and work from the chop. There's no internet. <laughs> I, I got 5G, baby. I got, I got a hotspot. I am a hotspot, baby. And every spot I go to is hot. I can work from anywhere. Oh my God. We, we could go and we could try to introduce capitalism to the chop. With the internet, it'd be like $5 for the internet. Patreon.com slash chop. Patreon.com slash chop your dad. <laughs> this is perfect. We And we can go on the Drunken Peasants because we'll be in Seattle. We can probably crash on one of their rat infested floors using bags of bugles to fashion some sort of makeshift sleeping bag. I'm going to make chop hats and then hand them out to everybody. The hats just say chop on them. I imagine they're made out of newspaper. Will you get serious about visiting the chop with me? I want to visit the chop. <laughs> chop time. All right. To be continued on whether or not Siraj and I go to the chop, but we will be right back. If you are in the chop, oh, I'm sorry. No, please. If you are in the chop, please call in. Please, please, if you're in Seattle, can you go visit the CHOP and then call in and tell me what's going on over there? It's okay to be scared to visit the CHOP, Sriracha. No, I live, I'm the queen of the CHOP. Right now, I'll go to the CHOP. I'm the CHOP queen. Right now, I'll, I'm going to look up flights right now. Okay, let's I'll do it. I'll go to the CHOP right now. Okay, hold on. Round trip flights, leaving tomorrow, 6 a.m., $380 each round trip. No, fuck off. That's way too much. It's the CHOP. It's like Shangri-La. It will only exist for a limited time. Are you going to be the girl who had the opportunity to visit the shop and said stop? Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Sriracha tells me, hey, I found this post on Am I the Asshole? And I want to know what you think of it. Uh, the title is, Would I be the asshole for banning an autistic child from my wedding? I go, What? She goes, yeah, I found this on r slash am I the asshole. And she reads it to me. I'm like, this, I don't know. This is really good content. We should talk about it on the show. And then she goes, yeah, it is good content because I wrote it. And, she, and she's like, <laughs> I've been trolling people all day with this garbage. Okay, so, so go ahead. Go ahead. See, what inspired this was when I was talking to my friends. We were talking about apparently uh, this is this situation actually did happen, but the kid was not autistic because the first thing out of everybody's mouth at the dinner table was, is the kid autistic? And she's like, no, he's just annoying. So everybody's like, no, you're not the asshole then. So I was like, I wonder what would happen if we mixed it up. The kid actually was autistic. Like, what would people say? I did not expect to get this many upvotes or this much attention. I've seen this, like, posted on Hello Giggles and shit. One, 1,400 comments. Yeah. And a rocket-like. Yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. It was only $5. <laughs> <clears throat> Would I be the asshole for banning an autistic child from my web <laughs> wedding by you, Spider-Man throwaway? <laughs> seven. Seven. The number seven. <laughs> I realize this title makes me sound like a complete douche, but I'm at my wit's end. Obligatory apologies for mobile. I am getting married in one week. My sister has a son who is seven on spectrum. We'll call him Josh. We asked him to ha be a ring bearer months ago. They both agreed. Everyone's halfway. Fast forward to today. My sister calls me. Apparently, Josh is taken to wearing a Spider-Man costume and will not take it off. It's been weeks and he throws an absolute fit when asked to wear anything else. It's to the point where he's even wearing it to school because the parents have completely given up. My sister calls to give me a heads up that Josh will be wearing 
wearing his costume to my wedding. I tell her, absolutely not. I don't care if he wears it during the reception, but I do not want Spider-Man walking down the aisle at my wedding and in all my photos. My sister gets indignant, tells me, then you don't want Josh at your wedding because she cannot get him to wear anything else without a tantrum ensuing. I said, if she cannot get him into something at least semi-formal, she can make arrangements for him to have a babysitter during the ceremony. She huffed at me, told me I was being a complete bridezilla and, quote, banning an autistic child from my wedding. I'm not banning him. I'm just insisting he wear normal clothes. She comes back telling me I was essentially banning him because of his autism. My fiance is backing me up, but my sister and her husband are now threatening to not come to the wedding at all. I have no idea what to do. Am I the asshole? Now, here's what I love about this. It has several things Reddit loves layered together like a tiramisu. Like a beautiful cake. Like a beautiful cake where the flavors blend into each other. It has discussion of people on the autism spectrum. Hell yeah, it does. Which, which is like a hot topic on the internet for the past couple of years. It has bridezillas. And weddings. Reddit hates weddings. Wedding, Reddit hates weddings. Reddit hates entitled brides. Reddit hates all that stuff. And it has Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man. They're always memeing about Spider-Man and all the Raimi Spider-Man and the new Spider-Man game for the PlayStation 4. And so Sriracha like cobbled these elements together into this perfect truffle of a troll. And everybody bought it and they're still buying it. And I guess now it's on Hello Giggle. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I'm really, really proud of you. I was really, really proud of the commenters for not being huge dicks. Like, most people are very respectful. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, somebody said the original poster made it clear that she is banning Spider-Man, not Josh. If Josh can get into regular clothes, then then Josh is welcome at the wedding. Therefore, you're not the asshole, which is a pretty good point. The Sriracha, the Spridezilla character, like, isn't being ableist. But is this character being ableist? In the gray area between truth and lies is where the troll milk lives. See, that's what I wanted to see, is I was just very interested to see how the internet would make a judgment call on this. A lot of people are like, I was an autistic child, and a wedding like this would have been sensory overload for me. I think it's probably better for the kid that he not go to the wedding. And then so many people are talking about their experiences with autism or their child's experience with autism, turning your troll into a learning, a teachable moment for the internet. Yeah, see, I'm helping people and getting milking laws. You're doing it, you're doing both. Dylan Hate writes, this is going to be one of those situations where, of course, Reddit's going to agree with you. Your wedding, your rules, but real life is not Reddit. We are complete strangers and no one will remember you exist in 20 minutes. I didn't remember I existed in 20 minutes. You are the one that has to deal with the fallout from this. This will change your relationship with your sister and her husband forever. If they do not go to the wedding, word will get around that you banned your autistic nephew. Everyone in your family will take sides. You'll probably hear a lot of comments like, He's your nephew. You know he's disabled. Just let him wear the costume. When it comes to situations like this... I do not think you will be coming across as the good guy. Oh, yeah. Say, I don't, I don't like you, Dylan Hate, or whatever that name is. <laughs> Dylan Hate got 4,600 upvotes. I'm just saying. Didn't you get, like, death threats? Yeah, I did. A bunch of people... Uh, PM'd me telling me they wanted I see every time I see somebody on the internet say they're getting death threats I'm like yeah okay but I got actual death threats yeah I know it's 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 this weird thing where like you're on the internet 
You get death threats. It's like, it's happened to me too. Yeah, like, I don't care. I'm not going to call the cops. <laughs> I'm not going to call the cops about it. Right, exactly. But, like, it's also not super fun to get, like, death threats. And it's weird because it's like, the moment you talk about getting death threats on the internet, a bunch of people are like, oh, check out Mr. Overreactor getting these death threats. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm scared for my life. I'm just saying it's not super nice to get death threats. It is, I will agree with the st- sentiment that it is not, in fact, nice to get threats. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, okay. Right, but anyway, um, yeah, so you got, like, a shitload of hate comments. Yeah. Like, like, people were saying, like, you're the worst, we hope you die, blah, 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 you're awful. How did it feel to get, like, all that fuck, to get all that hate? It must have felt awful. Um... I mean, I wasn't getting any hate. It was Spider-Man Throwaway. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Spider-Man Throwaway 7. <laughs> That's what it gets me about it. It's like, you can't... De- Why would I take these death threats seriously? I don't even know what the fuck... Like, yeah, poop stain 420. I'm sure you're going to break into my house and kill me. <laughs> I, yeah, look, I know, I know. Well, anyway, really great trolling adventure. Thank you. I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of me, too. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Wait, you're not? I probably should not have done that. I, what, wait, why not? It's just the internet, guys. Let's not take this too seriously. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. All night, I was complimenting you on it. Thank you. Remember? Yes. I spent $5 to give it a rocket like. A rocket. I think the rocket like is what pushed it over. Oh, yeah. And I learned that, of course, from Lime Jinjo, a.k.a. Boof420, a.k.a. Weezer Fan 420 Who got, what, three Reddit golds on his fuck you cum head Exactly. Apparently, if you want, like, your page to get more visibility, buy Reddit likes and gold and heart, uh, buy Reddit gold against it. Because the Reddit algorithm thinks, well, if someone spent fucking money on this, it must be good for something. Yeah. All right, well, hey, we will be right back after this with more of the Linus Podcast. Our, what my favorite segment to do on this show is the Crunch Bunch. It's where it's our it's our listener favorite cereal review segment, and I've been asking listeners what cereals we should review next. And uh, so people tweeted us, and we've got some good suggestions: uh, cinnamon toast crunch churros, uh, Reese's puffs, uh, this cereal called Fillos, which are these like little pillows that are filled with icing, and. So, you know, some some quality. Like, we will review each of those cereals eventually. Listener Judge M. Jenny suggested that we review something called Sonic the Hedgehog cereal. And I fucking saw red. I almost lost my (laughs) goddamn mind. I immediately blew this person up on Twitter in a way that I don't even blow up like homophobes and racists. I was so upset at this guy. You know why, Sriracha? Why? Because Sonic the Hedgehog cereal is not a real cereal. It's a Funko Pop cereal. No, not a Faco. Yes, they they ruined action figures. Now they found a way to ruin cereal. For those of you who don't know, Funko sells these $15 boxes of cereal at Hot Topic. And they come with like a little toy. And it's okay, it's fine. The cereal itself, which is the only reason I founded the Crunch Bunch, my love of great tasting cereals, the cereal is garbage. It's these flavorless multi-grain O's that they clearly just bought a landfill full of. And they dye these O's different colors based on the characters, and the colors don't even always make sense. Okay, Buddy the Elf. They have a Buddy the Elf cereal. 
What color do you think Buddy the Elf cereal should be? Uh, green. Right. And why should it be green? Christmas. Exactly. It's red. Why? Buddy the Elf is dressed in green. He's dressed as a green elf. Green is a Christmas color. It's red. Why? I don't know. It's not like it's flavored like maple syrup. Where, like, if it was, you could be like, okay, maybe it should be a reddish brown. It's not flavored like anything. That's an offense. Yes. Sonic the Hedgehog cereal. What color should that be? Blue. Wrong. It should be gold. Because those Why? are little O's, and they should be colored like rings. So, yes, it is blue, but it should be gold. They're screwing up the colors all over the place. Fucking. But Sonic is blue. But the, but the cereal is shaped like rings. They're O's, gold rings, it should be gold. But Sonic is blue. Well, then what are you eating? Shredded Sonic carcass? Why should it know. be blue? What are you eating when you eat butter elf cereal? Shredded buddy clothes? At least that would kind of make sense. It's a color red that is nowhere in elf's palette. Nowhere. Guess what color golden girl cereal is? Flesh. Well, you would expect it to be gold. <clears throat> Because they're the Golden Girls. Oh, I was going on the theme of eating people's skin. <laughs> it's the same exact blue as the Sonic cereal, which makes zero sense. Why is the Golden Girl cereal blue? I don't know. That's how badly they fucked up Funko Pop cereal. And are there marshmallows? Absolutely not. There's no marshmallow Rose, Blanche, Dorothy, Tails, Knuckles, Buddy's fame, Narwhal. There's no marsh. I, yes. I bet they're not even different flavors. I would bet money that they all taste identical. Oh, I looked. At, I looked into this, and you would win that bet. They are. Oh all, hell yeah. They're all flavored something called multigrain. That sounds not like it's not a flavor. <laughs> exactly. What they mean is garbage. So fucking. Oh my god. You want to guess how many Funko Pop cereals there are? I'm gonna guess twelve. Higher. 16. Higher. 22. There are over 75 individual Funko cereals. You're lying. I am not lying. The most expensive of which, Castile from Supernatural Cereal, is going for $500 on eBay. That's pathetic. Why? I don't know, but the listing's got 13 watchers, which is ironic because they all belong on a watch list. There are so many goddamn Funko cereals that there's only one thing we can do about it, Sriracha, and that's play another round of Funko or Fako Crunch yes. Bunch Edition. You remember the rules from last time. Uh, I'm going to read you a list of Funko Pop cereals, and you got to tell me if it's a Funko or a fake You ready to go? I'm ready. All I'm right. going to kick this game's ass. All right. I'll keep score. Number one, BoJack Horseman Cereal. Fake-o. That's correct. Yes. Reddit Cereal. Real-o. Nope. Fake-o. No, shit. Sorry, but how about Cthulhu Cereal? That's real. Okay, that is real. Yup, you got two <laughs> points. Poop Emoji Cereal. Oh, that's a topic. Real. Nope, that's a fake. Oh, sorry, Sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Invader Zim cereal. Real. Nope, fake. Oh, again. Yeah. So we got two out of five. Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender cereal. It, uh, is Appa the monkey or the thing he rides on? 
I had to look it up. It's some sort of ride, like dinosaur rides on or something. I'm going to say no, not real. No, uh, uh, you are. It's real. It's a Funko. You wow, are getting I'm, killed. I'm getting killed by the Fakos. <laughs> well, how about this? Zuko from Avatar, the last Airbender serial. Real. Nope, that's a Fako. <laughs> You've only gotten two of them right. You're, you got to get it together, Sriracha. There's not okay. that many left, okay? Let me get back in the zone. Now, this should be an easy one. Morty from Rick and Morty cereal. I'm going to say Faco because I think that Rick would get the cereal. Sriracha, it's a Funko. It's no! a Funko. <laughs> it's, there's a real Rick and Morty cereal, but maybe you could get your points back on this one. Rick from Rick and Morty cereal. Real. That's exactly right. Yes. Ellen Ripley from Alien. Aliens. Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection cereal no you're absolutely right there yeah, is back on track. however a xenomorph cereal because it's cheaper to license a monster than it is to license an actor due to residuals speaking of actors dr ian malcolm aka jeff goldblum's character from jurassic parks one two and five the cereal funko or fako fako no that's real it's a real, they shelled out that Jeff Goldblum money, and they got him. Four out of nine correct so far. Pathetic. Speaking of pathetic, Chandler from Friends, the serial? Real. You're absolutely goddamn right. Could yes. it be any more Funko? <laughs> Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the serial. Fako. No, it's real. There's yeah. a real Cousin Eddie, but Lieutenant Reginald Barclay from Star Trek Voyager episode Inside Man, the serial. Faco. Yeah, you got that right. Yes. It's a Faco. Good job. Heath Thank you. Ledger as the Joker, the serial. Oh, that's, that's in poor taste. Um, I'm going to go. or Faco? Faco. You're goddamn right. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Jared Leto as the Joker. That's real. You're, yes, it's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're killing it. Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, the serial with the Joker on the set of the Murray Franklin Show toy. Faco? Faco is absolutely correct, but I'm yes. tired of pretending it's not. And finally, Chevy Metal, the heavy metal cover band fronted by Foo Fighters drummer, Taylor Hawkins, the serial. Funko or Faco? Uh, if this one is real, I'm going to kill myself. So you're guessing Faco? Yes. You're wrong! It's Funko, baby! It. I had That's... to Google what the hell Chevy Metal was, who the hell Taylor Hawkins was. Why not just make a Foo Fighters Funko cereal? That's what I'm thinking. Why? And also, we know they have the license to Kurt Cobain because there are, I think, four separate Kurt Cobain Funkos. Why not go Nirvana? Nope. Chevy Metal, a cover band fronted by Taylor Hawkins, this serial. Sriracha, you lost big time this week. Uh, big time. Damn it. What's my punishment? I have to eat Funko cereal? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's a cruel and unusual punishment. Your punishment is... When you get back to New York City, you're going to have to suffer through a big, delicious bowl of Reese's Puffs. 
That sounds okay. I People like that one. People it, seem to like that it's one. It's really good. It's really, really good. I bought a box of it. I, I got like a bunch of uh, groceries delivered, and I bought a box of it in anticipation that you, that you would have been back from jury duty a lot sooner, and it kept calling to me. And I woke up like in the middle of the night one night and my brain was just like screaming, like, you've got to eat those Reese's Puffs. And so I ate the whole box. <laughs> no. So we're going to have to get another box of Reese's Puffs. But you were just talking about how you lose so much weight when I'm not there. I know. Well, well not when there's Reese's Puffs in the house. Oh, so Throw good. them in the garbage. Don't they, buy them. I don't want them. They taste good wet. They taste good dry. Okay. Well, listeners. Uh, you've got great taste because you are listening to the loudest podcast, and we will be right back right after this with more of the show. Welcome back to this episode of the Loudest Podcast, the only libertarian hangout <laughs> discussion. What is it, liberty hangout or libertarian hangout? I wait, those mean different things. A liberty hangout is like some tea party bullshit. A libertarian hangout is some... Uh, drug and prostitute using bullshit. Oh, okay. I, I'm referring to whatever Caitlin Bennett's news network is. Caitlin Bennett? At, that lady who shit her pants has a news network? Did you not know that she shit her pants until recently? I only knew about the pants shitting because you showed me some Toilet Paper USA meme. <laughs> and it was like a girl's dirty shorts. And I was like, I don't get it. And you were like, that's Caitlin Bennett. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Have you never seen the picture of no. her? Like, what? Do you want to look at it live right now? Sure. Okay. Now, full disclosure, I don't know if this was ever confirmed to be Gun Girl, but that is the meme. Okay. <laughs> look, if it's a meme, then it's true. That's where I get all my news. That is, that's true. That's true. Oh, she's married now? <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> I looked up Caitlin Bennett pants. <laughs> Wait, Caitlin Bennett poop. Now, if you look up Caitlin Bennett pants, it could be that line of tactical leggings that she sold and that turned out they were made in China. And I was like, hey, how come you didn't make your tactical leggings in America? And she was like, because I wanted more money. And eh, fucking lip rolls. <laughs> <laughs> made it so we can't have... Oh, man, this photo has been scrubbed from Google. No, I looked up Caitlyn Bennett pants, and the first things that come up is a bunch of people dressed like her with, like, shit hanging out of their pants okay. for Halloween. Oh, what a great Halloween. Damn it. Oh, that would have been great this Halloween. Oh, found it. Okay, Texas me. It is really gross, though. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, it's not going to upset you? Of course it'll upset me, but I still want to see it. Good. Everything upsets me. I'm a boomer. Okay, I'm sending it to you right now. All right. Oh, my. What the heck? Yeah, isn't that like a lot of poop? Tell me everything you can about this picture. Uh, well, it was taken at Kent State University, which is where she's been confirmed to go to college. This is the second worst thing to happen at Kent State. <laughs> I'd say the third. There is, uh, for those of you who have not seen the photo, her face is not visible, mm -hmm. so it might not be her. This could I, be, that's, that's my thought, but keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. This could be any blonde girl that crapped her pants, but there is a huge amount of shit. <laughs> it's like elephant dropping. It, <gasps> it looks like a bunch of people just took their shit and just put <laughs> it on Caitlyn Bennett. Like, it, she can't possibly have produced that much shit. <laughs> It looks like a tail. It does. <laughs> look at it. It looks like she's got no, one. I'm not going to look at it anymore. I, I see it. And now every time I close my eyes, I see it too. Uh, yeah, it's just of a blonde girl face down, passed out, who may or may not be Caitlyn Bennett. Just 
piles of, I would say two pounds of shit. It's so, this is three to five college girls worth of dumb. <laughs> this is a lot. Of, there's no way she produced all this. I, I, I don't know. I would love to know because I feel like it would be possible to produce that amount of shit, but only if you had diarrhea. And these are like solid shits. It's not, it's a very healthy color. It's not a diuretic color. It's a hydrated color. I feel like the sheer amount of poop, I feel like that takes some work. I don't know that you could involuntarily shit this poop. <laughs> Unless it's diarrhea, in which case, this is the wrong color for that. Exactly. It just gets wrong consistency, too. Yeah. I could see some... Okay, you're drunk. I could see the catcher letting some of those over the plate. Not this many. This is a blowout of her colon. Maybe like one poop. And the reason why I saw that was because either Caitlin Bennett or somebody from Libertarian Hangout was like, if you're not with President Trump, you're against us. And Ben Shapiro, how dare you say that he didn't win the election? (laughs) And then I saw a toilet paper USA meme that said, dear Caitlin Bennett, curious that you (laughs) claim to be a conservative when you're clearly not conservative about keeping shit in your asshole. Oh my gosh, she's incredibly liberal when it comes to the shit in her ass. Wow. So the reason that I bring up uh, Gun Girl is because she's the one that's always like antagonizing gay people. What? College. You don't know about this, the Liberty Hangout? No. She is this, she's on this show called I, I or show or network or the whole point of it is to go out and try to trigger the libs like she'll get a microphone and she'll go up to random people on college campuses and be like did you know that men want to go in women's bathrooms and then when they tell her to fuck off she's like so much for the tolerant left <laughs> <laughs> okay all right the only thing i know about caitlin bennett is one time, me and Sriracha were on a date in Times Square. Oh, I remember this. And all of a sudden, Sriracha was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Caitlin Bennett just posted a selfie in Times Square with, uh, c- complaining that she couldn't bring her guns to the most dangerous city in America. And I remember I was like, she's outside the Lion King. What the hell is she worried about? And you were like, I'm going to march over there and punch her in the back of the head. I did. I wanted to. I was like, let's go beat her up. We know she doesn't have guns. Satire, 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 satire. In Minecraft, in Minecraft. In Minecraft, in Minecraft, in Minecraft. Oh, my God. But we did not. We did not do that because this is satire. That was the first time I learned about who Caitlin Bennett was. Wow, I was so much more innocent back then. I can't believe you didn't know she crapped herself at that point in time. Man, I would have had such a good time showing you that. No, I did. All these people, it's just the same, like, bullshit. Wait, okay, so you were telling me, though, she's got some thing called, like, the Liberty Kids or, like, the Liberty Bunch? The show, the news program that she either, she's heavily involved with. I don't know if she owns it or if she's just hired by them or something, but it's called Liberty Hangout. And Liberty Hangout has a Twitter account. And I don't know who the fuck was in charge of watching the Liberty Hangout team, but they've been having a fucking meltdown (laughs) for like two goddamn days. I'd like to read to you some tweets from the Liberty Hangout. And it it does clarify, FYI, Caitlin Bennett has never written a single tweet from this account. This Twitter was around for three years before she even joined the team and started making videos for us. But I like to imagine Caitlin Bennett just furiously on the toilet (laughs) as she fills it. (laughs) 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 All of a sudden, her ass cheeks stop making contact 
she's literally floating above the bowl on an island of poop. Okay, I could also make the tweet, Caitlin Bennett has never written a single tweet for this account. That's the kind of tweet you make when someone has written for your account. Yeah. Like you don't put that you don't put that disclaimer there unless unless Caleb Bennett is fucking actively shit tweeting and tweet shitting. I I'm just I'm just trying to cover cover my ass here in case Caitlin Bennett comes Something after that me. She should have done with her gun. <laughs> she should have covered it with the diaper, Maryam. Yes, exactly. So I would like to read you some tweets from the Liberty Hangout. Okay. Uh, uh, this was shortly after. Biden, the race was called for Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, she retweeted something called "Same Ener- that with the caption "Same Energy Lol," and it is a screenshot of a news program saying Al Gore wins presidency. <laughs> uh, then our next tweet, we have uh, a Google Translate Mandarin Chinese tweet that says, "Have time to when I plus translate says have time to learn speak Chinese." Chairman Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have uh, a photo of President Trump with a MAGA hat, and it says, MAGA hat stays on, I assume, during sex. Uh, I will never submit to a communist state, and I will never deny Jesus Christ as my Lord. <laughs> Look, Biden did ask us to do that. He, he, he was like, my dot, 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 fellow Americans. Worship the dot, 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 antichrist right now. <laughs> then he had a heart attack and Hillary Clinton had to come out with a defibrillator. <laughs> um, there's a tweet that includes a video. I watched 20 seconds out of 30 seconds of it. It appears to just be a normal group of people standing on the street holding up Biden signs. But the caption is, there is a pedophile rally going on in Clearwater right now. I don't see any pedophilia on here, but I only watched 60% of the video. So if you watch the remaining 40% and you saw pedo shit, please let, let me know. I will take the L on this one. You know about the Four Seasons thing? No. So the other day, uh, the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, held a press conference uh, in Philadelphia. And the point of the press conference was like, we don't concede. We're going to win. This whole thing was stolen, blah, blah, blah. So he's like screaming this stuff. Now, when you hear the Four Seasons, what does that make you think of? It's a very fancy hotel. Right. So President Trump tweets out, like, big news conference at the Four Seasons. Bigly must watch. (laughs) Must watch. I never lose. I never lost. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. The Four Seasons put out a tweet, and they were like, just in case anyone's confused, uh, this news conference will not be happening at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. This news conference seems to be held at, like, Four Seasons Landscaping and Gardening. <laughs> no way. Way. And then you and then you see like Rudy Giuliani and like one of the Trump kids and all these people and they're giving a press conference in front of like a mega backdrop that's in front of like a landscaping store next to like a dildo store, like a straight up dildo store. And Why? uh Why? Everyone's guess is that they booked the wrong Four Seasons, which is Arrested development style on the nose. That is hysterical. Now, who spoke at this press conference? Rudy Giuliani had a guy, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Rudy Giuliani had a guy. Who shit his pants? <laughs> close. And the guy was like, I was a I was a vote counter in Philadelphia. I saw all sorts of shit. It was all it was stolen, stolen, stolen. And then like immediately after we find out he's a registered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy 
guy is like a straight up registered sex offender who like always runs for Congress in New Jersey. So like a bunch of New Jersey politicians were like, hey, here's that, there's that sex offender. <laughs> oh, it's like he's pretending to have counted votes in Philadelphia. Glad he's not New Jersey's <laughs> problem anymore. At least he's touching votes and not kids now. <laughs> exactly. So look, it seems like a lot of pedophiles are getting hired by politicians this season. And I'm, this season? I'm fair. I'm terrified. But Season 20 of politics. Yeah, work is work, I guess. All right, so keep reading these tweets. Sorry. So uh, the person running this Liberty Hangout Twitter account, I find, ve- I find it very interesting because the icon is like the anarcho-capitalism flag. Which? What does that one look like? It's yellow and black with oh. a big line through it. It's oh. the one that goes bonk. <laughs> okay, but not what's the one that's red and black? That's anarcho communism. Okay, wait. Yellow and black is our anarcho capitalism? They're yellow and black is capitalist. Got it. But I I find that very interesting because th- they're they're very obsessed over at Liberty Hangout with the idea of making Trump king. What? Uh, uh, so they tweet out Emperor Trump doesn't sound so bad. After all, and then it's so bad right now. And then same day, when we first threw out the idea of a Trump monarchy many months ago, we got mocked, even by Trump supporters. Now his presidency is being stolen in front of our very eyes, and the GOP is abandoning him. Still think it's a silly idea? Still think it's worse than democratic slavery? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And then they move from monarchy to... uh, Secession, as one does. You, in all caps, United States of Trump. And then, if all 70 million Trump supporters and their children seceded from the Union, we'd be one of the largest 15 countries in the world. We should make a new country and make Trump our president. There's no need to keep living alongside people that want us dead. Oh my God! Wow, they are having some big feels over at Liberty whatever the hell. No, see, you think that they're having big feels, but then they clarify in their next tweet that it is actually you who is getting on. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Democrats think Trump supporters are crying right now, but I'm actually actually laughing this is far from over and we have god on our side <laughs> to quote french montana i ain't worried about nothing now serious i know when i'm definitely not upset about something i also tweet 25 times in one fucking day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is great now now we go back to uh trump dictatorship we have a Picture of Augusto Pinochet, Uh just with the caption, the time has come at real Donald Trump, which I can't think of anything more fucking libertarian than a free helicopter death Mm -hmm, (laughs) right? Extrajudicial punishment. Uh, Then we have uh, fan fiction about Charlie Kirk. He's the guy with the tiny face? Yes. Someone sent me a picture of him today or they tagged me on Twitter. His face is smaller than ever thanks to the results of the election. Don't they realize what it's doing to his poor face? I saw that. It's so fucked up because I've seen so many memes where they artificially make Charlie Kirk's face like just a little bit smaller. Right. And then I see the real picture of him. I'm like, this doesn't look right. It's like Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> The history textbooks will one day read about General Charlie Kirk rescuing our country from socialism after his great victory in the Battle of Silicon Valley. 
Charlie Kirk? <laughs> He'd make a terrible general. He can't see the bad guys coming. He has teeny tiny microscopic eyes. See, that's the good thing. We know how they say you can't shoot till you see the whites in their eyes. Oh my goodness, you're right. <laughs> Tactically, if your eyes are only half an inch wide, they'll never be able to see them. Wow. General Kirk. Oh, I take that back. Strong, brave General Charlie Kirk. <laughs> I hear there's a Trump rally going down at a local Target in Best Buy. Free TVs. Everyone. I can't. Wait, who's tweeting this? <laughs> no idea. Because <laughs> that doesn't sound like a Liberty Universe. I thought those guys didn't like no, like it's see, not turning the world into supermarket sweep, it's which I love, by the way. <laughs> the loudest podcast, pro rioting. Anyway, our sponsors, Silent J and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump speaking to Jared Kushner about shutting the hell up. <laughs> Quote tweeting article: Jared Kushner speaking to President Trump about conceding the election. And then Liberty Hangout tweets it. President Trump has tweeted to Jared Kushner about shutting the hell up. Oh Liberty Hangout is the smartest account on this website. Quote, treat, fact check, true. <laughs> I, are you mixing these in with Toilet Paper USA? Are these all from Liberty whatever? These are all from Liberty whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Trump won big. I walked around a Biden rally without a mask and no one said anything. It's only once you put a MAGA hat that they suddenly care about coronavirus. <laughs> they really, really like implying that Trump should become a uh, South American dictator. That's so... All right. Trump and Barr need to start throwing the deep state criminals in jail. It's long past overdue. And if Barr won't do it, Trump needs someone with a backbone who will. I can't wait for Donald Trump to be as scary as the left thinks he is. <laughs> Uh, Are we in for four years of this? this <laughs> just like is, people crying about this? This is just a public service. I just want to make a public service announcement for the five of you that are libertarians. Go get your mans because she's having a problem. Goodness. Bring her a new pair of pants and a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the loudest podcast. Now, something a lot of our listeners love or hate, and there's nothing in between. Is Homestuck. Yeah, oh my God. The sentiment, I don't know anything about Homestuck, but what I do know is that home, the Venn diagram of Homestuck people and people I would never like to be trapped in a room with is a circle. Yes, exactly. You hate those Homestuck kids. You hate them. I do hate them so much. Hate them almost as much as the dang Romba kids. Now, now on the phone, I have uh, someone who, uh, a very interesting person. Okay, first off, you know, you know him and you love him from the Let Me Tell You About podcast or the amazing RPG podcast Revival. And we had another Revival cast yes, member yes. on a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago. The guy who canonically married his wife, who with us on the phone right now is Tad. Uh, uh, oh God. Uh, I was going to say the Howard Stern joke. Oh God, what is it? He says it a bunch. It's really funny. I think it's, hi, my name is Tad. I'm from, uh, let me tell you about, you want to hear about Homestuck? Yes. Well, no, but, but I mean, let me no, set you but... up. <laughs> let me set you up on this. Let me set you up on this. Now here's why I wanted to have Tad on. Okay. Cause I think, I know I'm not sure about this, but I think he's like you and me. He's someone who hates Homestuck, but He's also watched and read and played every video game and dressed up as Homestuck. Like, kind of like, look, I know wrestling is shitty. I love wrestling. You know My Little Pony is shitty. You love My Little Pony. I do Pony. love me some ponies. So I think, I think, now, Tad, am I describing your relationship with Homestuck right? Uh, ooh, uh, 
So, okay. I have a personal anecdote that really describes my feeling towards Homestuck. Um, but it has done good things for me, and it has done very <laughs> bad things for me. There's not, like, a middle road. Like, it's only improved my life, or it has actively harmed me. Now, I used to do this thing when I was younger. I would go to the YMCA day camp. And uh, one day when I was in the pool, I found this really heavy brick. And I'm like, wow, this brick's really cool. This is like the, the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey. So I held on to this brick. And then I realized it was slowly dragging me down. But I didn't want to let go of this cool brick. And I was stuck at the bottom of the pool. I couldn't get back up. I couldn't breathe. But could I get rid of this brick? Yes or no? Eventually, I was forced to. That is very, very close to my journey with Homestuck, I found this really cool thing. I thought it was super awesome. I thought it was, you know, oh, this is so cool. It's so irreverent. Oh, wowie, it's got video games. And then it started drowning me. This sounds like literally every post on r slash nofab. I found this cool thing and I loved it so much. I almost let it destroy me. <laughs> it almost burst my lungs. What what is the base level homestuck knowledge here? What am I working with? Um, I know I hate homestuck people <laughs> and uh I think it's a comic. Is it a comic or a video game? Uh it's a webcomic by a guy who let's just say he had like negative social skills. He was like a computer <laughs> science major. He was really into penny arcade. He's like, I love webcomics, I'm gonna make my own. And he uh, put it on the forums there, and people would give him questions for it, like an old-timey point-and-click adventure game. So he did that for a while. He did one that was Problem Sleuth, where it was like, hey, three detectives, get him out of his office. And it uh, ballooned and ballooned and ballooned, and it got crazy. It ran for one year, and then he killed it. And he was like, all right, there, it was at the height, it's done. So he's like, I want to do a new one. It's going to be about these four kids who play a video game. He's like, oh, I really liked The Sims. So it's going to be like a mixture of The Sims and all these other like four games that he played. It started off simple enough. People would send in the questions or you know, commands to do shit. And he would look through that and go, oh, that sounds like kind of fun. I'm going to do that one. I did a whole overblown five-part series of my own podcast, which really only needed to be three parts, but that's fine. Now, this is why I wanted to have you on the show, because you've made like... 10 hours of content about Homestuck, right? <laughs> Is that fair to say? At least. Yes, because these episodes you've made are long, and it's just you. It's just you talking about Homestuck. <laughs> My co-host is sitting there, blank behind the eyes, no life. I can already feel my brain melting out my ears. To break what happened with this dumb webcomic down as much as I can. This this is like, I'm, I'm going to wear my face mask so I don't spit the homestuck particles at you. I'm doing this for <laughs> your sake. You. Thank you. So four kids play a game. It's it's doing fine. It's, it's somewhat popular. And then at about uh, a certain point in, about a year in, he introduces these characters. And these characters, like the, the four main characters are supposed to be like, hey, here's like a personification of kind of how kids would talk on like Yahoo Messenger and shit. And how I, the author, explored the internet when I was younger. And doing all this interconnected kind of computer stuff. You know, talking with my friends. They're all over the country. So he thought, oh, you know, it'd be really fun. So I took these negative stereotypes of people on the internet and made them into their own characters as like a goof on them. Like, oh, this person's obsessed with like shipping characters. This person's all angry. So he types all the time. It was meant as a goof. 
But then people picked up on him like, oh, I like this. Give me this. I want more of this. And then those people started putting in all the questions. Anytime you go to a Comic-Con and you see kids running around with weird horns and t-shirts with dumb symbols on them, those are the trolls. Those are the people that annoy you at Comic-Con, Sriracha. Oh, I thought they were demons. Yeah, where do the demons come in? <laughs> so that those demons are the ones that are like the negative aspects of like internet people. Now, what everything about fucking Homestuck was designed to get people hyper fixated on it. <laughs> Every character in there, there's certain patterns that all of them do. It's like, here's what this character looks like. And there's a fucking visible template. And then they all have a set of rules that they follow. And then they just go from there. You you can literally mad libs a character into Homestuck and then it's just there and it's done, which makes it really easy for people to make their own characters and how the world of the comic can support that. So you end up with all these teenagers who are just ready to obsess over something. And uh, Harry Potter, that's passe. That's for boomers. It's all about the homestucks now. <laughs> it's all about the undertales. Oh, so, okay. So let me ask you a question. If I were to, can you tell me an example of a homestuck OC <laughs> that you've seen? You know what that means? The stereos, it's an original, original character. character. Yeah. And then you guys also say, Donut steal after that. Donut steal. That's what you say. That's what I say. And I'd say that when I'm around kids too, and then I look cool. All right, good. Okay, so an example of the typical Homestuck OC. Uh, someone makes their own Homestuck troll. They, they go on to DeviantArt and they find the troll making like flash game where you can mix and match all the little pieces. <laughs> First you got their you got their the little candy corn horns. You can make those as special and as garish as you want. And then they have a name that's six letters in the first name, six letters in the last name. Look at this. Jobs almost it's already almost done. This is so easy. Wow. They did 90% of the work for me. Then you draw wow. their little shirt and then you just gotta draw them kissing as many people as possible. <laughs> And because that's man all is possible. you care about. Now, you'll notice that Tad has talked for about 13 minutes now. And uh, at no point has he explained, like, what Homestuck is, the story. <laughs> he hasn't even said the name of the main character, which is John or something. I... Because that's not what Homestuck's that about. That is incorrect. Homestuck's not about, like, a plot and characters who grow and change. It's about annoying people Plugging into this dumb thing and then just never leaving. So it's about, it was created as a breeding ground for awkward teenagers. The guy who made it, Tom, like he fell backwards into the most marketable piece of property for preteens and like, unfortunately, like early 20 year olds, like people who really needed to like not be reading the Hunger Games, you know, outside of high school. Those kinds of people. Oh, yeah. No, I think the modern version of that is, have you ever seen drag <laughs> drag content? Dude, I recently found out people like, write entire pornography stories shipping different political ideologies with one another. It's <laughs> disgusting. And I I saw, because I, I occasionally take or take in the fan fiction myself, and I saw one who's like, why I'm leaving the uh, community. And the first point was, I'm 13. <laughs> we should not, <laughs> we should not have, let kids have the internet. <laughs> oh, like that child has a homestuck OC. In fact, they probably have four. I guarantee. <laughs> 
Now this Homestuck thing ran for like seven years, right? Or how long did this stupid thing run for? Uh, he milked. It's technically still happening. He has been right. milking this <laughs> sacred cow for almost twenty years. Uh, I don't. I don't know. When was two thousand nine? It's two thousand twenty-one. I'm not a math scientist. This thing started in two thousand nine. Are you fucking yes, it started kidding when I was a this freshman in high school? 2009, like a <laughs> random sauce, LOL, what the fuck barbecue. This sounds very in line oh with that. Oh, it was, God. yeah, because I know. It, um, one, of the, one of the big jokes was Juggalos. So that's how old oh. it is, back when that <laughs> yes, was funny. Yes. Of course, yes. Magnets. Juggalos, and miracles, magnets, all that shit that <laughs> stopped being funny like three months into it. <laughs> is there a thing where he uses magnets to stop one of uh, Jack Eight Balls, the Queen what of Hearts? What are heart? you talking about? The bad guys are like they're they're like suits of cards, but here, they're I'll also give you, like. Um, thank I'll you. give you a rundown this of all the bad here. guys in Homestuck. Help me. Okay. Okay. All right. So I want you to count along with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off all of the bad guys. Okay. And remember, okay. this is started as a very simple story. Uh, Jack Noir. Jack Noir, that's one. Spade Slick. Two. Beck Noir. Three. Uh, Jack English. Four. Which, by the way, all four of those are the same character. What? But Why? they are four separate characters. Why? Uh, Lord English. Was it five? Doc Scratch. Six. Uh, the Entirety of the Felt. I don't know how to count that. Uh, <laughs> the other four instances... So this is another 12 I'm going to add right here. The other uh, four instances of the Midnight Crew, and that is maybe, a th- I, mm, I'll be very generous and say a third of the villains in Homestuck. Now, are you starting to think like, wow, that seems very like bloated, and I don't know how you would focus on all of these individual bad groups, right? I just still don't know what the Homestuck is. Like, what do they, they fight monsters? Is that what they do? Do they fight these monsters? So the goal, and I'm doing, I'm doing the finger quotes. (laughs) I, listen, I only read it for 14 years. I don't know. It's. How much did you contribute to their Kickstarters? How much? Am I under oath right now? Yes, Yes. you are. (laughs) Okay. um, Hold on. Hold on. I actually made a tally. Of all the money I've spent on Homestuck. Oh my god, this is like a pay-to-win game. <laughs> it's not a game, it's a webcomic. <laughs> it's a pay-to-webcomic. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is all the money that I've spent on Homestuck circa 2017. So add like an extra 200 out of this. Uh, okay. And this is why the webcomic was so <laughs> successful. I bought five posters of the lands. Each character gets like a cool land that's like a mixture of two things, like wind and shade, and it looks really cool, and it's made out of MS Paint images, but somehow it doesn't look like shit. I don't know. They look good. $75. For five posters? Uh, two pullover hoodies. <laughs> five posters, $75, not including shipping, yes. Uh, hoodies. Because there are 12 different classes and 12 different aspects, and you can buy those shirts. So you take your online test that shows what your class and your aspect in Homestuck would be, and you go and you buy two pullover hoodies for $80. Each? Then you buy two shirts to match those hoodies for $40 and a zipper hoodie for $60. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, of course, you buy the book set. That's $100. You buy the second book set, because I'm a fucking moron. That's another $100. <laughs> 
Uh, you want some pins so bad. I bought four Chinese knockoff pins that I made on like a red bubble and a knockoff <laughs> shirt. Okay. Oh my God. They have knockoffs. <laughs> I went to the Comic-Con 2016. There was a ton of Homestuck knockoff stuff. It's just a shirt with a logo. That's all it is. Uh, oh God. It's those dumb symbols. It's like the Zodiacs. I bought four more posters after this. What was wrong with me? <laughs> Um, Where are they now? Do you have them on your wall? I, I took four of them and destroyed them over how distraught I was when the comic ended because it was like he just farted in my mouth directly. But I'll get to that eventually. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I bought I bought the video game. That was $15. I bought the other video game where... And this is the game that no one except me seems to remember. The guy who made Homestuck made a video game with Namco that was like a dating simulator. And you could like date Galaga and it was like Romeo and Juliet. And there was also the guy from the Dino Crisis. <laughs> like the ship, what? like Galaga. Like the Yeah, you could date Galaga. It was it was Romeo and you had to be Juliet. The boat. You could date the yeah. boat. Or is this a character? No, Galaga is a, is a video game from the 1980s. It's like an old, old arcade game like Pac-Man where like a little spaceship shoots bad guys. I feel like a toddler in a high school calculus <laughs> class. Yeah. Right now. now you know what I feel yeah. like every time you creeps talk about anime. Oh, no, Dragon Rump. Oh, Dragon Rump. Dragon Rump. Now you get it. Now you get it. You feel out of your depth. You feel small. I don't do. you? I do. I feel like people are just <laughs> not even speaking English at me. Yeah, and and you're like, are they kidding or are they serious? I can't tell. Oh, no. Nobody puts this much effort into a joke, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Good I point. ended up spending uh, $832 on Homestuck. And that's, I am a low-end spender. It's a whip. It's Imagine spending that much money on Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine, imagine spending all that money. Wait, <laughs> Buckley, if you're listening... You make an NFT of loss. Holy shit. You will sell that for a million and a half dollars. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. It's the only one. It's the NFT of loss. Dumbass Elon Musk would probably buy it. You get to own. <laughs> it's, it's like, because everyone's like, oh, I want to own a meme. No, this time you own the meme. The meme. The original <laughs> proto meme. I was going to say a golden slab with like the cake is a lie comic embedded <laughs> onto it. Happy 2009 from whatever the fuck that stupid comic was. I finally figured out what an NFT was. I didn't know what the fuck it was until someone told me, oh, it's basically like taking a Sharpie and defacing a piece of art. And then your name is just always attached to this specific version. I was like, oh, I guess that's worth $60,000. All right, I guess. I mean, I guess if I could pay $60,000 to draw a dick on the back of Mona Lisa, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I would. Sriracha, you still don't know what an NFT is, and right? At this point, I'm way too afraid to ask. Yeah, look, they'll be gone soon. Don't worry about it. Is it cryptocurrency? I feel like it has something to do with cryptocurrency. What it is, real fast, is it's this. It's like, all right, when you make a painting, like when you make a physical painting, well, there's only one of it. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can make prints and copies and you could sell posters of it, but there's still only that one original piece of art. So an NFT is it's like a license for a digital piece of art. And it says, like, you are the owner of the original. Obviously, anybody could take a screenshot of it and, you know, tweet it and whatever. But it's like, but you own the original. Now, if you, now if, and, and the way that it's like, you know, you're on the original is because it's linked to the Ethereum network. So it's on the blockchain. Ethereum strikes again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so everyone's upset because apparently the Ethereum network is like the 
least environmentally friendly crypto network there is. It's like every time you buy an NFT, you're putting out like the the GDP of Luxembourg in carbon emissions. (laughs) You personally wipe out a species of bird. The mining process of Ethereum at this point is like just instead of setting up an Ethereum miner, just go shoot a polar bear in the head because (laughs) you're going to use way more electricity. Why did the end of Homestuck piss you off? Like cut to the chase here. What did he do at the end of this 14-year saga that's still not over that made you destroy $75 worth of posters? <laughs> um, okay. So the reason why the ending affected me and a bunch of other fucking nerds so much was uh, for several, several years, the story had been going, right? Uh, the first half, wham, bam, bam, this dude was popping addies like they were Tic Tacs. He was shooting out seven, eight pages a day. Uh, then it stops. He has like the Kickstarter thing, which, oh shit, I, that, that was wild. It made millions of dollars, right? How much did it make? I want to say it was like 12 million. Something. Oh my it was, God. It was one of the highest uh, Kickstarters. He lost every single penny of that money and ruined several people's lives with it. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> so there was a, this, this group that was going to make the game. He's like, hey, here's a bunch of money. Ugh, make my game for me. And then everything for years, it, this on, this shit only came out now because NDAs expired in the length of time it took. Um, long story short of it is that the author of this webcomic was being a fucking prick. And was like, here, make this game. And they're like, okay, uh, here's the deadline. Give us this con- this stuff that we need by then and we'll make your game. And then he wouldn't. And then he would throw a big hissy fit and eventually like, listen, we're, we have to make money we're done making your game here's your money leave us alone so he kind of naturally gathered a team of artists and music people and shit so he takes all these people from across the country and they go to like new york city like we're gonna make this game he just fucking abandons them like one day he just goes all right you guys are fired i'm making a new team (laughs) yeah they all move there and then he goes all right uh, I'm firing all of you. We're going to do something else. And he does that like three more times. Oh my God. Jesus, that's like some Yandere dev level shit. Why are game developers such ass wipes? It's just this guy. The only actual game developer in this was reasonable. Yeah, this sounds a lot like the Yandere dev situation. Ted, are you uh, aware of the Yandere dev situation? All I know about it is that um, I know that it's a game. <laughs> and uh, when I was looking at Twitch at banned video games, there was like meat and fuck simulator and like all these really <laughs> fucked up games. And then they had you can't stream Yandere Sim. And I was like, huh, okay. Oh, and oh my God, Alex wakes up in the middle of the night sweating over that. He was so fucking pissed off because the reason why the game was banned, ostensibly, Twitch doesn't tell you why they banned your game, but usually it's pretty obvious. Like, I think one of the <laughs> one of the banned games is Shower With Your Dad Simulator. <laughs> so Yandere uh, is like, he's like raging at Twitch on Twitter and uh, through email and IRL and on his blog. And then he was like, why is my game banned? Why is my game banned? And they were like, it's just kind of sexual and it's explicit and we don't exactly want to be the company hosting the video game about school shootings yeah. <laughs> Japanese school shootings <laughs> and he is so furious that he tells all of his fans these 12 year old kids to go up to just not even Twitch employees just random people at conventions working at conventions to ask why uh, 
legendary dev is banned from Twitch. Like they would know anything about that. Oh, he sicked he sicked his dumb little weeb army on them. Yeah. I hate it when fucking creators do that shit. Okay, so yeah, it sounds very similar to the Andere Dev situation in that there is like a very unreasonable head creative. Um, a lot of money has been raised that has like just disappeared. And like the guy is just like lying out his ass and blaming everyone else for shit that's his fault. Tad, does that sound right? Absolutely. Everything was under NDA. Things had to leak. My favorite leak source was someone who was like the head uh, planner for like a fetish convention for like macro and micro and like adult diapers they were like a lead artist and they were the only one that would talk to people because they didn't sign an nda wild shit uh there there was a guy recently gio is his name he did a blog where he like actually documented everything but this whole game thing slowed the comic down by a ton you would get if you were lucky like one big update a year and that was 2012, wow. and the comic didn't end until 2016. So four years of these people like me craving this content. It was designed in such a way, either intentionally or unintentionally, that, oh, uh, all these characters, all these ideas, these tons and tons, this huge world, yada, yada, yada. You know, like how um, a lot of indie games now will always have this deepest lore aspect where there's all this stuff to talk about and you've got all these mystery characters and all that kind of shit. Uh, a game like Binding of Isaac, you know, okay, cool game, you know, you, you shoot tears at things. There's a whole layer of, like, the deepest lore in the game and stuff to get people talking about it on their on their discords and their forums and stuff to keep discussion going when it's like not. Like that dumbass thing they do in Resident Evil where they just happen to lay journal pages everywhere. And you're supposed <laughs> to like piece them together and be like, ooh, what is the secret of the pills that turn people into zombies? Is it like that? Homestuck is the Mr. X of webcomics. It's always hunting and chasing me down. So people like me, they're in their teen years, they are hot and ready to obsess over things. So they get mm -hmm. super into this. I would spend, God, 2010 to 2015 or 16. I would wake up. I would eat, drink, sleep, Homestuck, nothing. Homestuck was literally never not on my mind for like five fucking years. I'm in this. I'm in it deep. I wanted to get out, but I can't. It just keeps pulling me back in for one last job. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the finale happens, 2016. I remember uh, there there was a big Flash movie. It was like, oh, this is great. This is so actiony. Oh, this is so cool. All these plot lines are being brought up again for the last time. There's like 40 million different things. It's going to be so cool. I remember this is something that could really only happen when you're 18, 20, maybe, if you're a loser. <laughs> like I was. Uh, I was. I saw the final page went up, and I was like shaking with anticipation. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. I watched it. And I realized I watched it like I didn't understand it. So I watched it again. And then it all came flooding into me that 95% of all these plot lines that had been set up, all these things that I had been talking with all these other losers on the Internet about for five fucking years meant nothing. None of it was addressed. Nothing was fixed. It was just boom. Here's an ending I wrote uh, six years ago. Nothing's changed. You wasted the past four years of your life. He got QAnon. He did. He I, got straight up QAnon, where they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be a big I am day." The QAnon, Shaman. 
Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Like the Supreme Court's going to come out with guns and handcuffs and they're going to arrest Biden. Uh, no, no, no. They're going to do it on this day. Yeah, because Q counts days in 12 hour periods because he's a, a Keck is an Egyptian god. Yes, exactly. Oh, that is. Okay, because what little I know about Homestead, because I tried reading it for a while, because I was on Oof. the Something Awful forums when Problem Smooth Sleuth was out, and I was like reading mm-hmm. Problem Sleuth in real time, and I was enjoying it. It's like, Problem Sleuth is funny. At some point, mm-hmm. Homestuck is not funny. It's just up its own ass about like its own puzzle-solving mechanics. Every time like the author doesn't know what to do, he'll just introduce nine new characters, like a like a mayor of Cannes, like and all this shit, and the Midnight Crew, and it's just like okay, you clearly don't know what to do next, um, <laughs> and like oh, and then you got to read all these fucking chat logs between these. St- Stupid trolls, and it's like you know I'm trying to read. A, it's a web comic, right? It's supposed to be pretty pictures. Like I'm supposed to be able to enjoy this on the toilet. Like I, this is, and then he ends this thing with a novella. All right, but anyway, it's like. Uh, but ultimately, it's about a bunch of kids who are trying to save their own reality. And Thank you. What the fuck? It, Why did it take? We've been talking about this for thirty-two for what, minutes. Thirty-two fucking minutes, and I still don't know what the plot of Homestuck. It's is. about a bunch of kids, and they. No, 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 no. See, <laughs> I have given you the Homestuck experience. Yes, I could have told you what it was about in 13 seconds, but why do that when I could waste your fucking time for half an mm-hmm. hour? Ted, I understand why you destroyed those posters because I want to reach this microphone and fucking strangle you right now. <laughs> and that's why we invited him on. Well, well hey, unfortunately we have to go because it's it's past 10 p.m. Uh, where we are and if we keep yelling about Homestuck, we're going to get kicked out of our apartment and then we'll have nowhere to live just like Andrew Hussey did to all of his animators. Well, thank you so much, Ted, for teaching me absolutely nothing about what It's else. about a bunch of kids who have to play a video you game to save welcome. their own dimension, okay? It's, it's the, That's it. That's it. That's it. Where are the trolls? <laughs> it's about the trolls ruining. are in another dimension, and those trolls lost the game. And now the trolls are trying to help the kids win the game, but at first they're trolling. And they're trying to help the kids lose the game, but then, I don't know, they they like each other. Okay. It's stupid. Okay. And then they kiss stupid. a lot. They, what? They, wait, what? They, I haven't, I haven't talked about the epilogue and Homestuck 2 and Pester Quest and the constant slow drip of awful, terrible incredibly bad content that has been constantly needling me in the spine since 2016. Well, we're going to have to have you back on another time to talk about Pester Quest and Homestuck 2. Yeah, I want to learn about Pester Quest. Dude, this dude just wrote an epilogue. He just wrote like 90 pages of a book to try to explain Homestuck, and it's like, buddy, just give up. You you fucked it up, buddy. (laughs) You fucked it up. You can't patch this thing anymore. You fucked it up. Ted? We got to go. Thank you so, so much for calling in. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you for having me on. This was very fun. I can't wait to talk about Pester Quest with you. You're going to hate it. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Loudest Podcast. The loudest podcast on the internet. The restaurant quality podcast. (laughs) You get... You get... McDonald's quality... Wait, no, that's... uh, McDonald's is almost universally considered poor quality. Uh, You get... It's a good restaurant. I don't know, Chipotle. I like Chipotle. I like Chipotle. Chipotle quality food at McDonald's quality prices. Yeah, just $2. Patriotic Cups, other zeros. Anyways, yo, I am going to take you on a tail. I'm going to take you on a tail. I'm going to take you on a journey. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll mostly laugh. So, Asterios, you know how 
A lot of women are obsessed with serial killers for some reason. Yes. I'm fucking obsessed with scammers. I read everything about them. And let me tell you, world, there is a, right now, in the United States of America, the world's dumbest scam is imploding and no one is talking about it. I'm, of course, talking about the WeWork scam. And let me tell you guys, I'm going to take you, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry. This is the stupidest fucking thing that has ever happened in the history of the world. So if you live in uh, not New York or L.A. or San Francisco, WeWork is a company that has co-working spaces. And a co-working space is basically like you rent a specific desk at like an office building. Yeah. And then you get, they have conference rooms and you could just like kombucha on tap because of course they do. Yeah, it's a, it's a place for like, you know, if you're a little startup and you need a little bit of office space, you call up WeWorks, you rent it, you get the code, you get some desks. It's it's like it's like Airbnb, but for, for office space. Yeah, because come on, let's be honest, working in a coffee shop sucks. Yeah. And there is some like data that suggests that New Yorkers in particular will spend money on co-working spaces because everyone here has a million fucking roommates and uh, coffee shops are loud, so you can't design your Instagram jewelry there. So it's it's a viable business model, but the the problem. <laughs> is that you can't run these companies out of fucking like Wyoming. Like you need to be in a major urban center and that means an ass load of spending an ass, one kilometric ass load on real estate. So WeWork is this gigantic company that had I think $46 billion valuation. And they were like, we're going to go public in September. So if you guys don't know, when you take your company public and you start selling shares of stock, you have to release like a ton of financial information because you can't just like sell people like we pinky promise we're making money. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, people probably see this all the time on Shark Tank. Like a guy will come in and they'll be like, I'm valuing my company at $7 million, and I'm looking to sell a 10% share, so $700,000. And then Mr. Wonderful will be like, what are your valuations based on? And they'll be like, uh, I think I'm worth $7 million. <laughs> I, sold, I sold a bacon maker slash alarm clock to my brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, Mr. Wonderful will, like, you know, be mean to them, and it's it's great. Uh, Mark Cuban will be mean to them. Lori will be mean to Lori will be kind of petty to them. Yeah. I love Shark Tank. We've never talked about how much... I'm guessing you love Shark Tank, too. I fucking love Shark Tank. We've been comedy partners and co-hosts together for years now. We've never had a single conversation about how much we both love Shark Tank. We love Shark Tank. We love Impractical Jokers. Yeah. I love Impractical Jokers. I love Impractical Jokers. I love Impractical Jokers. So, anyways, so this... And that is like an insane evaluation, right? Yes. So all this financial data comes out, and it turns out that the truth is that they have never turned a profit ever. But, and everybody overlooked that for a little bit because they got this doobie. They scammed everyone into getting a designation as a tech company. So it's normal for tech companies to like not turn a profit for a number of years, and then when everybody starts using Microsoft, your valuation explodes. WeWork, the only thing that made them a tech company, I shit you not, I am not making this up, was that they put key logging software. 
Oh, so they were like a secure, they were like an internet security company. No! Motherfucker, no! They're doing that thing that every fucking office does that uh, allows them to call you into HR and be like, hey, we noticed you're spending six hours a day on this squared circle Reddit. In my defense, that's where all the hottest news and rumors are in the world of professional wrestling. We noticed that you're spending an average of three hours a week on r slash animals being derps. They're so derpy, they're though. They're so stupid. But they're so stupid. I mean, you see how derpy they are? We have to fire you. If it had been r slash tippy taps, maybe. Okay. What's r slash tippy taps? It's, it's what the fuck is that? Subreddit devoted to animals doing that thing. Or that Making muffins? <laughs> Why don't they call it the Muffin Factory? And also, it's like birds do that thing where they hop around. Yo, that's great. R slash cats standing up. I don't know that either. It's exactly what it says on the can, motherfucker. I, I don't know of it, but I did. I did immediately understand it. Anyway, so the most fascinating part about these scams to me is I love the scam, but my favorite part of Serios is reading about what these motherfuckers did before their big scam took off because it's it's never their first one and done. Like. <laughs> Billy McFarlane, the Fire Festival dude, had this stupid ass clubhouse called Magnesis or Magnesium or something. And what it was is it was just a credit card and it was real heavy. And people were like, wow. And then also he was like, we're selling Beyonce tickets for $5. And then it turned out like there were not enough people. So they were buying all these tickets at uh, market price and then selling them to at a loss to Magnesis customers. And it turns out that there were not nearly enough Magnesis customers to sustain this model. <laughs> WeWork is headed by this crazy asshole named Adam Newman, who looks like every guy that I dated in college. And he, here were his two ideas, Asterios, before he uh, did the WeWork thing. His first idea was a collapsible woman's shoe. And I have tried to read, I, I have looked at patents, I have tried to read everywhere, and I, I cannot figure out what the fuck it is. I had a theory that his collapsible woman's shoe was like a little teeny tiny shoe that you could stick in a teeny tiny purse so that like, you know, you're going out, you want to be dressed in like your nice high heels, but then on the way home, you can uncollapse these little like Lego shoes from your teeny tiny little purse, and then and then you got nice shoes, and I, don't know, I guess you carry your pumps, like... I assumed it was that, but last night you told me it was not that, but no one knows what it was. See, that's my, my first thought was that. So like, you know, you see women at 4 a.m. on New Year's Eve carrying their high heels. Yeah. Walking around the dirty ass streets of New York with no shoes on. So I'm thinking that, but then I'm thinking if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just put a pair of flats in your bag? The only thing I can think of is that like sometimes girls like to have like teeny teeny tiny little purses like sometimes girls have purses that like can only fit like a stick of gum in it because it's like a fashion accessory so my assumption is that these collapsible shoes are for extra extra small purses here's what i think here's okay. what i think i think it's the opposite direction because ready for a bomb ready for the sar bomba of information on this whole shit show adam newman is a barefoot is legal guy in New York. Oh no! All of our, all of our sidewalks are made of needles. Yes. 
He is this motherfucker. There is an asshole walking around fucking Manhattan with no shoes on. Okay. Earlier when you said this guy looks like every guy I dated in college, I was like, well, I don't know what those guys look like that you dated in college. The barefoot thing is a big clue. Does he have long, stupid caveman hair? <laughs> is that a yes? Yep. Okay. Uh, is he tall? Is he like six foot one? Yeah. Okay. See, this is the thing. If you're a super tall, six foot one, barefoot, charming guy, you can literally charm humongous venture capital firms out of billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Uh, this dude, I'm sorry. Like, you know how they say kids who kill animals early in their life, that's like a sign that they're going to grow up to be crazy people? Yeah. I, th- I think, like, arrest everyone who does this. <laughs> <laughs> Get them into therapy. That is that is a sociopath. That man not only does not fear death, but also does not fear like rats. Yeah, exactly. Or the FEC, I suppose. Um, so this guy is a crazy neurotic weirdo. And all of these reports are now coming out about this dude. I think I remember listening to a podcast that they said every for every new customer that we were got, they lost five thousand dollars a month. Awesome. Because they couldn't, like, sustain these luxury office spaces in the most expensive parts of the world. And also, so where they got all their funding was this venture cap, this Chinese venture capital firm called SoftBank. SoftBank, yes. SoftBank, who funded Alibaba, which is that, like, gigantic wholesale website. Yeah, Alibaba is, like, one of the most profitable. I, I believe it's bigger than Amazon. It's, like, Amazon for the Chinese market. Yeah. And the Chinese consumer market is incredibly huge. Yeah, so um, he, this dude was like, I am sure that WeWork is the next Alibaba, and he gave him billions of dollars and just said go fucking nuts like go next so out of nowhere they buy all this shit but they also weren't just buying office spaces they were also buying things like wave pool companies (laughs) and this awesome orwellian uh nursery school that was charging forty two thousand dollars a year in tuition forty two thousand dollars to burp a baby that's goddamn ridiculous. It was like we're training the uh, next generation of entrepreneurs and also, by the way, headed by Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, who is also his wife. This dude this dude married into the Paltrows? Yeah, so no wonder he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, that's the thing. Wow. Yeah, because this guy is literally like if you took a bunch of goop magazines and had them struck by lightning, but they put it to the weird science machine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, he, this dude is not just thinks he has a God complex. He thinks he is like the smartest man on the face of the planet when all he is doing is just buying real estate and chopping it up and then renting it out. Yeah. That's not like you're not fucking Nikola Tesla. Chill the fuck out. No, but the thing is like if he believes it, you'll believe it. Like that this SoftBank billionaire, like I think I read an interview with like the SoftBank funder later where he was just like, I was charmed and I made a mistake. A lot of mistakes consecutively. Yeah, exactly. Because like now everybody's coming after SoftBank and they're like, how could you give this guy so much money? Like given that all of the data on this company showed that it was garbage. And he was just literally like, yeah, I fell in love. I think that's what he said. I think he said like, I fell in love with the idea of this business. Adam Newman, 
is a neurotic asshole. There are so many reports of him exerting like Michael Eisner level control of just the stupidest shit. Like at one point, I think he fired someone for buying a new coffee maker without asking him first. Like insane bullshit like that. And yet he'll buy a wave pool company with the money given to him for his co-working space company. Fraud everywhere. <laughs> Fraud going on everywhere. At one point, one of the most egregious examples that came out after they released all their financial data was Adam Newman trademarked the word we and then sold that trademark back to his company for a couple million dollars and then changed the name of the company to the We Company. And everybody's looking at this like, dude, this is just straight up embezzlement. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least convert it to Monero first or something. <laughs> like, put it in chain link before you do something like this. And he, nothing happened to him. He just gave the money back. He's like, all right, all right, He's you like, got okay. me. The one detail you told me about this guy that like crystallized him for me was the uh, the layoff meeting. Oh yeah, so we work continuously throughout this year. Spends an assload of money making all these office bases, but then doesn't have enough money to pay their staff. So at one office, there were reports of people. Adam came in. And was like, hey, we're laying you all off. And then brought out shots of $140 tequila and DMC from Run DMC to rap. And people are crying. And meanwhile, Adam is like dancing. The part that is so fascinating to me about WeWork is that I think a lot of people say with a lot of these scams, like they look at them and they say, like the fire Festival. I, it, there's some kind of pleasure people get and be like, ha ha, you stupid idiots. Uh, how could you ever fall for this? But let me tell you, if I had known about Fire Festival before it absolutely imploded in on itself like a dying star, I would be in jail right now because I uh, stabbed some millionaire's fucking Canal Street Kardashian daughter to death with a shard of a tequila bottle over a pint of fresh drinking water and great exuma. You absolutely <laughs> would have gone to Fire Festival. I totally would because they just straight up lied to people. Anna Del Rey, that fake heiress, she did nothing wrong. We need to free her. Of course we do. But it's, but it's like uh, if they had a million dollars to hire Kendall Jenner to make a tweet about the Fire Festival, you think it's legit. Yeah. You're like, okay. Oh, wow. Kendall Jenner's involved. Well, then this must be like a real thing because they have the biggest celebrity on earth. Yeah, right. And you have the money to, because Kendall Jenner's Instagram posts are not cheap. So no, like, I, I'm not kidding. It was a million dollar deal. It, they paid her a million dollars to go swimming in one Instagram post. And then as she swam by, they put in like the words fire fast. Like, that, I'm almost positive that's what they used her for. Yeah, they did. I've seen the video. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They're great. Yeah. Swimming with the pigs. Uh, but Billy McFarlane, just like he knew, like they brought in experts and they were like, if you want this to go off the way that you're telling us you need 40 million more dollars and five more years. And dude just fired those people. Yeah. And continued to lie to everyone. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but this guy is a real fucking rube. I know you told me this Adam guy 
When he was interviewing people, he would, like, make them do shots? Oh, yeah, he would. There is a lot of reports that say that he would wander around the office barefoot, of course, with a $140 bottle of tequila and, like, make people drink during the workday and also at interviews. Like, bitch, I'm not even getting paid for this. There's also a lot of, like, they would force them to do that mandatory fun shit, like go on retreats. And at one point, one of their former employees was like, yeah, we ran out of firewood at some point and Adam just started tossing resort furniture (laughs) into the fires. Wow, this guy, like, doesn't understand the value of, like, human dignity furniture was this kid born rich uh oh god i can only assume he invent i don't know if he was born rich but he married fucking gwyneth paltrow's cousin so okay all right wow like that's yeah because like to him you getting fired is like ah tough break but i don't know someone will probably give you 40 billion dollars to start another business right here's run from run dmc that's the best part is they fired the guy after this company loses $40 billion in valuation overnight, and he's still got a billion dollars. Yeah, I believe I read that his golden parachute, I believe it was $6 billion. What the fuck? Yeah, now now look, him not being involved in this business is worth $6 billion. He's getting all our employees drunk, and he's stinking the place up with his feet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's like, 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 let's get $6 billion worth of headspace around here. Because he's like, if Michael Scott met Tommy Wiseau, is kind of how I'm imagining him. Oh my God, that is the perfect comparison. Yeah, just like, because uh, like Tommy Wiseau believed that that movie would work. He's like, we just have to shoot the movie. You know how um, in the room, Tommy Wiseau built a rooftop set? But then I think he staged it on like an actual rooftop. He also spent something like $3 million getting the rights to the Happy Birthday song. Because that song is trademark, which is why you always see characters on TV shows singing like, It's your birthday today. Have a great birthday. Because <laughs> uh, that song is copyrighted, but Tommy Wiseau had to have the happy birthday. So he blew an ass load of money on that song. That I 100% believe that. Cause, because, But if you're a crazy guy, you're like, well, of course, we need the happy birthday yeah, song. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, we need these wave pools. We all need to be doing tequila shots. We need to have the Dundies. We need to have these things <laughs> called the Dundies. Like, well, obviously, we need the Dundies. We all need to talk like Yoda today. Well, I mean, it's just clearly what you do. It's what you do. Baby, not Baby Yoda, though. I'll kill Baby Yoda. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, today is a very bang energy drink centric episode. Fuck yeah! Of the loudest podcast, I have eight bang energy drinks in front of me. Oh my God, I'm so excited to drink bang energy. I am so fucking high right now. I'm on three Prozacs, two Wellbutrin. I got one brain cell and I'm ready to drink bang energy. and, And we have two different parts of the show that are about bang energy drink today. The first one, which we'll be getting to in a little bit, is we have so many goddamn topics on our board, so many topics on the big board, that we're just going to play a game called The Bang Show, which is we're going to pull a topic off the board, talk about it for a few minutes. If either of us wants to kill a topic, we can bang it to death by opening a can of bang energy drink directly into the microphone and shotgunning it. That's going to waste a lot of bang energy drink, so I'm going to bang you. (laughs) You don't want a bang energy drink? I want a bang energy drink. Okay, excellent. Well, then... Well, but now we're going to play the first bang element of the show, which is a brand new game. Much like 
Funko or Faco, much like D&D homebrew race or weed, we're playing a game called Bang or Boy. Oh, fuck yeah. Can I have a bang? Do you have Miami Cola? I... You will get a bang soon, I promise. <laughs> okay. I promise I will give you a bang. Let me just explain the rules of bang or boing. Look, they're very simple. I'm going to name a bang energy drink, and you have to tell me if it's a real bang energy drink or if, boing, I made it up. Oh, okay. I'm excited. First up, five-finger fruit punch. Bang or boing? Oh, boy. That's tough. Bang. Boing, I made that up. Oh, really? Yep. Sorry. But. How about this one? Purple haze. Bang or boy? Weed. <laughs> okay, it is weed. But is it a ba- and it is absolutely straight of weed. But is it a bang or a boy? Can't get anything past me. That's weed. <laughs> it's a bang. You're goddamn right. It's a bang. And I have one right here. Here's a purple haze. Crack that open. Give it a tasting. Tell me how the purple haze tastes. Okay, it smells. It smells like grape soda. Oh, my God. That tastes like chemicals. Oh, really? Yeah. It's bad? It's bad. I've had, look, I've only had two Bang Energy drinks in my life. I had a birthday cake bash, which was amazing. I bought it because I thought it would taste gross, but I loved it. And then I tried a pina colada, and it was also quite good. And you had both. Remember? Because uh, we drank them together. I liked the birthday one. Did you, you didn't like the pina colada one? No. Oh, I love the pina colada one. All right. Back to Bang or Boing. Chocolate peanut butter blast. Bang or Boing? Um... Made up, boing. Wrong, bang. It's one of their high-protein keto coffees guaranteed to make you shit for weeks. That sounds disgusting. Well, online reviews were mixed. Francisco from California said, quote, my stomach was churning all morning. But Tammy C. from Florida says, me and my boyfriend buy it by the case. Yeah, because they're into that shit. Yeah, they sure are. Bangsterberry. Bang or boy? Oh, boy. That is a good one if you made that up. But I'm going to say real. You're damn right. And if you're wondering what Bankster Berry tastes like, the can does not say. But it's packed with branch chain amino acids, whatever the fuck those are. Yeah, this one has super creatine in it, so I'm going to be shitting for weeks. Do we need this much creatine all of them have super creatine in them. I don't need any creatine. I thought cr- super creatine was what made John Rocker racist in the 90s. Is it? I thought it was. I don't know who that is. His whole thing was he was like, sorry, guys, I had too much creatine. That's why I said that word. And then he said the N-word? Yes, and then he said it. <laughs> All right. Metabolic mayhem. Bang or boing? That's got to be boing, right? You're damn right. That's a boing, <laughs> but... All the cans say metabolic mayhem on them somewhere. Like, let me hold up this can of sour heads. High sugar drinks spike blood sugar producing metabolic mayhem causing you to crash harder than a test dummy into a brick wall. That is some thick verbiage. Make no mistake. Bang is not your stereotypical high sugar life-sucking soda masquerading as an energy drink. It's much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Mango makeout, bang or boing? Oh, that's toughy too. You're really good at this. Right, um, thank you. Boing. You're damn right. That's a boing. But there is a flavor called delicious strawberry kiss. The closest bang drinkers will ever get to real human contact. <laughs> this reminds me. I don't know why, but this bang energy drink exudes the same energy as that G fuel that all the 
internet people drink. There's a new thing. I don't know what G Fuel you is. You don't know what G Fuel is? I don't know what G Fuel is. It's like this, I don't want to say protein powder because I don't think it's It's like exclusively consumed by gamers. Oh, it's game. Wait, there's a real life gamer fuel? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do my friends in the Israeli parliament know about this? Because it's a serious threat to the sovereignty of the state of Israel. <laughs> Destroyed. <laughs> All right. Froze, rose. Bang or boing? Oh, that's got to be bang. You're damn right that's a bang. Oh, I'm good at this. I'm amazed that they, because it sounds so ladylike. Rose, froze, rose. No, that's a bang. It's nothing more manly than drinking cotton candy. You mean this one right here? Yeah. <laughs> Let me try this cotton candy. <laughs> This tastes pretty goddamn good. You want to try? Ta- yeah, let's let's switch. This tastes like someone just put a bunch of Skittles in that super blender you have. Oh yeah, my blender that can kill God. <laughs> a Vitamix, kids. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh my God, this one has no one under eighteen warning. Why? <laughs> That's awesome. Why? I'm scared. <laughs> Your brain needs to be completely developed before consuming this. All right, here we go. That's fucking good. That is fucking good. This purple haze is disgusting. You're right. It's, this is the worst. <laughs> I'm not giving this one up. No, no, no. You hang on to cotton candy. Radical <laughs> skedaddle. Bang or boing? Mmm, skedaddle? Yep. Sounds like it's unlicensed, so I'm going to go boing. No, no, because it's unlicensed, it would be bang. Oh, it's bang? Well, yes, of course. Yeah, it's right here. Radical skedaddle. Oh, that one looks good. That one appeals to me. The you want to try it? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, okay, okay, we got to save some of these bangs for our segments. <laughs> Oh, hang on. I don't want to spill this on oh. my beautiful dress. <laughs> hold, hold hold, my bang, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. This is repulsive. You Doesn't need to taste try radical? This. this tastes like fucking gasoline. You need to try this. All right. Oh, my God. The aftertaste is even worse. Holy shit. You're telling me that this drink full of EAA aminos from the makers of Redline Energy products is bad? I feel like I just took a year off my life, man. <laughs> Oh, I don't mind radical skedaddle. Really? I don't mind. Oh, wait. There it is. No, it has an aftertaste. The aftertaste is even worse, right? When it hits the back of your tongue, it turns to poison. That's the poison zone. Is that like, you know how they say you can only taste certain tastes on certain parts of your tongue? Is the back part the poison part? That's the part. Usually that's the part that creates an umami. Potent brain and body fuel. Potent brain killer. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Radical skedaddle. All right. Cola. Bang or boing? Um, cola. Okay, you're gonna have to. I know Miami Cola is a flavor because mm-hmm. everybody keeps telling me to try it. Mm-hmm. Are you saying just cola? Just the word cola. Bang or boing? Boing. You're damn right. That's a boing. <sighs> Bango tango. Bang or boing? Uh, ba- boing go. Oh, boing. That's right. Mango tango. Oh, that's a bang. No, no, wrong. What? Because Mango Bango is a bang. No! I got you tripped up there. I fucked it up. And then finally, Purple Kittles. Bang or boing? Can you spell that second word for me? K-I-D-D-L-E-S. Purple Kittles. I fucking hope you made that up. So you're going with boing? I'm going with boing. Is this your final bang? That's my final (laughs) boing. Bang! Are you kidding me? What's a kittle? I don't know. I was hoping you would. It sounds like a kitty dinner. I know it does. It sounds like someone who fucking grabs a kid and then radical skedaddles out of there. The bay energy gives me the energy to touch kids. Ah, This is a a joke, NSA. Mm. All right. Listeners, 
if you know what a Kittle is, let alone a purple Kittle, please write to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. I was really counting on you knowing what a Kittle was. If you're a sex offender, please write it in the loudest podcast.com. Tell us what you did. If you're a sex offender, please write to I am guilty at FBI.gov. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. Stereos Kovinos here. If I sound nearly dead, it's because I did nearly die over dumb spring Sriracha. Spring Would you care to explain what dumb spring is to people? Well, Stereos, as we know, is a sober boy. He's a sober boy. He does not smoke drugs or do the weed or the alcohols, but he gets one weekend. <laughs> He, he, this is, by the way, not an Sarancha-enforced rule. He chooses to drink and get really high over one weekend every year. We call it Dumb Springer, and I participated, and I, I don't remember anything that happened this weekend. All right, I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff. Okay. Now, if you don't want any of this stuff to be in the show, you just say, cut it, and we move on. Okay, I do don't it. want you to be embarrassed by this stuff. Sweet. All right, so first things first. You told me that you want a big diamond. Oh, fuck yeah. That's true. You said, I want a big diamond. When you're super drunk, I know I can ask you anything. Yeah. And I'll get your real opinion on it because you won't remember. So I've had this idea for a while to uh, get you an engagement ring that is has like a crypto key in it. It's like an RFID crypto key because I know you love crypto. And that way you could like wave it over whatever your device to unlock your stash. That is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Tell me I said I liked that. Well, when you were drunk, you said, no, I don't want that. I want a big diamond. Yeah, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I don't want a fucking crypto. <laughs> Are you awkward? No, I don't want that I at all. I thought it would. Look. I know crypto is one of your interests. You have 9,000 different kinds of cryptos. I thought it'd be cool for you to have like a ring that like unlocks a thing and it's like a magic ring that unlocks stuff. Why don't you leave the cryptocurrencies to the master? Okay. So you tell me, no, I don't want that. I want a big diamond. Fuck yeah. Okay. And then you told me how much you think this diamond should cost. Okay. No, no, I'm not going to say the number. Uh, It was disproportionately high, but I did make you say it at the same time. And I forget what you said, but it was disproportionately low. I remember that. It was like terrifyingly. Oh, high. it was ludicrous. But to be fair, I was. I don't. Re- I did not know how much these things cost. Okay, I do. I don't really know how much they. If they cost what you said, and look, I'm realizing the more we talk about this without saying the number, the more frustrating it's going to be for the listeners. So let's just yeah. move on. Yeah. On night one of this, um, it was amazing. I was like, oh, I, I'm going to have to go out and get weed. And Sriracha was like, actually, I've been planning for Dumb Springer for a long time. And I have a hidden stash of weed that I bought just for you to get high on during Dumb Springer. Yeah, I put it in a cigarette case and hid it in my drawer. (laughs) Yeah, and what's that map on the cigarette case? This is the map of Western Russia. I bought this from a dude. I have no idea how to pronounce this, so I'm not even going to say the name of the territory but i bought this from a guy on ebay that said it was from the soviet union i have no idea if that's true really cool. really i like cool. it she just so she hands me this thing it's got a map of siberia and like a nuclear symbol on it and it's full of weed we get high as hell um i smoke so much weed and i drink so much alcohol the first night that i write myself an email <laughs> what's the email and um The subject, oh, let me pull it up. Oh my God, yes. The subject line is, please stop substance (laughs) abuse. 
Body of the message. I don't feel good. Please help. You can see this was sent at uh, Cess at 1 a.m. on Saturday. I do remember at one point, right before we were falling asleep, I was like, maybe we shouldn't do this again because I'm, and then I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and immediately just started continuing the conversation like, yeah, let's definitely not do this again. So I woke up the next day and I saw that I had an email from myself and I was like, no, nah, fuck that guy. I'm not reading this. That guy annoys the shit out of me. And then I grabbed the pipe. I got super baked for two more days in a row. Me too. I got so high that I started eating. Listeners will know that I made pierogies Thursday night. So I got so fucking high that I, I was hungry. I, I got the munchies, right? But I'm not going to. I can't go through the effort of making pierogies again. But I have a big ball of dough in there. And I just go hard in the fucking paint on this raw dough. Look, it's one thing if it's raw cookie dough. Why? Raw. Yo, raw dough is weird. It's weird to just eat raw bread dough. It probably doesn't even taste that good. It didn't (laughs) at all. It takes dough like 10 minutes to bake. You could have waited 10 goddamn minutes. No, I could not have upstairs <laughs> because my body was rebelling against me. And then I gave myself, I swear to God, I'm not making this up, listeners, fucking salmonella because the dough had a shitload of raw eggs in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so Monday she's like shivering and she's vomiting nonstop. And she's like, how come you're not puking? You went harder than I did. You got super drunk and high all weekend, too. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, Sriracha. I, I thought we went about the same. And then, of course, I find out. because <laughs> she's fucking eating the Pillsbury Doughboy's taint. <laughs> she's just been chopped up and put in a Pyrex. Yeah. No, I ate uh, a bunch of it. And then I was like, I legit thought I was going to die at one point. You looked. I was like, remember I went to it. I was like, it's hospital time. Time to go to urgent care. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. I go to the hospital because I have a hangover. <laughs> So I call my mom. She's like, what What type of symptoms are you having? I was like, well, I drank a lot and I smoked a lot. I didn't tell her the smoking part. I was like, well, I drank too much. She's like, okay, well, that's not going to help your condition. But if you people usually don't have fevers after they smoke or after they drink. So I was like, oh, I also ate about a pound of raw dough. She's like, what kind of dough? I was like, uh, pierogi dough. It's like, fucking Why? And I was like, I don't know. It just felt like it would be a good idea. She's like, well, then you definitely have salmonella. So on Monday, I I legit, back me up on this. I could not eat anything. Yeah, it was really sad and scary. It was legitimately scary for me because it felt like like I was shivering to death and I was just puking up even like a glass of water. I could not keep down. Yeah. I would immediately throw it back up. But I, I legit thought I was going to die. No, <laughs> I was very, I was very, very scared. Like um, at one point she told me, she, she was like, can you go out just to the Italian bakery and just get a big loaf of bread? I'm like, okay, that's perfect. We'll toast up the bread because when people have stomach discomfort, there's this thing called the brat diet, which is uh, beans, rice, apples, and toast. Yeah. And if you eat those things and when you have a sour stomach, like those are the things you're supposed to be able to keep down. She couldn't even keep the bread down. Well, I, I could, though, actually. I was able to keep <laughs> the delicious, freshly made, crusty, hearthy Italian bread down. And I ate the whole big thing. 
Well, I, I did eat a couple pieces. I just happened to throw them up immediately afterwards. You really didn't eat that much because I kept saying like, well, you got to save some for her in case she gets better. And then I kept saying like, nah, nah she'll probably be her. dead. I better, eat, I better eat this bread before it goes let away. Her I feel like, so uh, the moral of the story is do drugs, they're awesome. And I feel like we really bonded as a couple this weekend. Oh, no, no. I know we bonded as a couple. Um, because we fell asleep at one point holding hands. Yeah, we did. Which oh my we have God. never done before. And so my guess is that we were both hanging on for dear life. Just <laughs> on the edge of the fucking crater. <laughs> Just riding the dragon on this fucking <laughs> weed and all this shit. And the thing is like, we bought super nice whiskey because it's like, hey, you know, you're, you only drink once a year. Uh, why not get yourself some super nice whiskey? And like at first we're just like sipping it, taking sippers, sippers. But by the end of it, we're just drowning in Coke Zero. <laughs> so we can, because the thing is, we're drinking against the clock. Yeah, we are. Like we have, like we're like we have to finish all this whiskey and all this weed and all this gin <laughs> before stereo turns back into a sober pumpkin. Before our bodies start rebelling against us. I still can't believe it wasn't the alcohol that caused you to throw. Up. Something I did though that I w- I've been looking forward to doing all year. I've been waiting until I was high to do this. Was uh, watch Rick and Morty season four. Oh my god, that was amazing! Watching that and Ninety Day Fiance while stoned out of out, like off the planet. Ten out of ten experience. It okay? I get. I really do understand Rick and Morty on a deeper level now. <laughs> like you, ha- you have to be high to like it. Like you have to be high. <laughs> to be fair, you need a very high blood alcohol content to understand Rick and Morty. It's the the thing is, and I think I realize why. You have to be high because otherwise you know you're watching Rick and Morty and you know you're doing something wrong. Yes, no, I really do agree with that because I watched the first two seasons of it when I was in college. There was only the first two seasons out and I watched it and I fucking loved it. And then the third season comes out and this is when like Rick and Morty people became a thing and I I was like, I don't even want to be tangentially associated with this. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I think we've said this on the show before but like Rick and Morty is the first thing that the fans ruined it's like it's not the show's fault it's the fans fault no the show wasn't even like hey guys wubba-lubba-dub-dub annoy everyone at mcdonald's hey let's make some uh, viral videos hey i'm rick look at me a hundred a hundred annoyances morty i want to take a let's say morty morty we gotta go get a pack of szechuan sauce to ride on the ground and watch the weebs lick it up do you remember that of course I remember that. Okay. <laughs> of course I remember that. And and just like Lime Jinjo, okay, so like the guy who the guy who goes who's now known as Pickle Reed, the guy who jumped on a McDonald's counter said, I want my tendies Reed. Like he was doing it for the bit. But much like Lime Jinjo's My Life is Like a Video Game TikTok, the satire and parody was so good that it was indistinguishable from the real article. I how people just post pictures of Lime Jinjo making the soy jack face. And it's like, hey, he's making the soy jack face ironically. It's like, yeah, he's still making the face. Yeah, there's like three people. Oh my God, I love that video because in the comments of it, there's like three people that understand what he's doing. And there's like 20 of them that are like, okay, Hey, it's silly pants. You look so stupid. Damn, bro, don't take my bitch. And the other half of people think he's like legitimately got a mental condition. They're like, guys, he's happier than all of you will ever be. 
This is the second time on this podcast that you have to point out oh, really? that the people in the TikTok comments thought he had, was mentally challenged. This is a, you love that factoid so much. I do. I Okay, I know. We're, we're going to die here. We're both exhausted. Um, I don't know that I could do another one of these dumb springers. You sure? I don't know. I mean, on one hand, it's a lot of fun. Oh, we didn't leave the apartment. Oh, right. Another thing I want to do is uh, I'm going to pull up every Grubhub order we made. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, oh hold God. on. Let me pull them up. We ordered food delivery six times in two and a half days. <laughs> Wait, is that only yours or counting mine? Uh, no, that's only mine. Uh, you might have uh, only mine. I don't have access to your email. No, I got away with two orders. So okay, we ordered so eight, eight times, times in two and a half days. days. Um, this first order is for no shit, seven grilled chicken <laughs> club sandwiches <laughs> and one beef brisket sandwich. What? Oh my God. Um, this next order I have is from a place called Ice Cream Bar and Beer. <laughs> and it is exactly what you think it is. It's two pints of Ben and Jerry, brownie batter core, and mint chocolate cookie, and a six pack of uh, beer with the word resin in it. Um, it, I, it's that 9% alcohol by volume Brooklyn I IPA. I don't even, what time was this order? Because I legitimately don't even remember eating this. Oh, this, uh, was at, uh, 9.56 PM on Saturday night. So you were asleep. I was definitely asleep. Because we'd been drinking all day and night. Uh, what, what orders do you have okay, there on yours? Uh, so I have two orders, both from the same Mexican place. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we had tacos, one night Ooh. and burritos <laughs> the other day. Oh, that's so nice. Um, now, I think I know the name of the Mexican place you're talking about because I, too, have <laughs> uh, two orders from this place, one on the 26th and one on the 27th. Uh, apparently, I ordered a side of avocado and some peanut butter balls. <laughs> oh, I remember the peanut butter balls. One time, and then uh, and then the very next day, I ordered a protein brownie and a slice of chocolate mousse cake. I didn't even know they sold that there. Oh, yeah. Remember the baked super nachos? I do. I like those a lot. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. We, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do this again. Uh, I'm going to die. Because, because I think I turned to you at some point, and I was just like, getting this drunk and high is like, an occasionally pleasant flu. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's just like, it's like one-tenth of the time is like this nice, buzzy time, and the rest of it, you just feel like you're going to die. You're, All, you're just throwing a dart at a board and hoping it lands on fun, and it never does. Yeah, I know. Goodness Christ. But you know what? I'm also realizing something. I bet... Most of the reason we were sick all weekend was because we were all bloated and gassy from all the garbage food we were putting in our bodies from the Grubhub Corporation. I mean, you ordered seven fucking chicken sandwiches. I don't even know how you managed to house that. Yeah, I took a lot of the chicken out of the sandwiches and I put them on the salads. Okay. But then I also just... I put three of those chicken sandwiches together and I just kind of made it <laughs> triple decker. A triple decker chicken sandwich and I just ate the chicken sandwich. Yeah, I can't do this again. Yeah, nope, Sorancho neither. All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 
More of the loudest podcast re- fights their own organs. We're gonna die. Why did we do this? <laughs> but if there's any podcast that could get Red Dwarf Funko Pops, it's the loudest podcast. So if there's any people from there, if there's any Funko Pop think engineers listening to this, you give us Ace River. Yeah, if there's anybody who makes custom Funko Pops or some shit, you give us Ace River and get that guy who's goddamn Red Dwarf Funko Pop. Yeah, I want to date Funko Pop and just hang out with the rest of my Funko Pops and be all relatable and shit. And I even want the season where, like, I don't know, humanity came back and there were a bunch of military dudes for some reason, which kind of threw out the whole concept of just humans lazing around in space. I want all the Funko Pops! I want a custom Funko Pop of mashed potato as Agent Porg T7, which is Agent 47, but he's a pork and he has a gun. And I need the gun. That's the most important part. He's wearing a little suit and he has a gun. What's he using that gun? I mean... Shooting managers of Panera Breads. What? Why? Because they lock up, they don't let you go dumpster diving anymore. They put the lock on the dumpster because they don't want the homeless or the birds digging through and eating the day-old bread. Regardless of the fact that it's perfectly fine, it just wasn't baked fresh that particular morning. Goodness. Okay, no, that is probably the biggest villain in Brooklyn, nay the world. You gotta let mashed potato in that dumpster. It's just garbage to you anyway. Who Give cares? Give him a gun. <laughs>